Pickaxe. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left Live at GDC. My name is Steve Curran. Hello, I'm Simon Byron. I'm Anne Scanterbury and... You're looking at me Yeah, expectantly. I mean, you've got to... You're handsome man now. All of our eyes are drawn to you. I am uh, Chris Graft, Editor-in-Chief of Gamasutra.com. We are about the art and business of making games. <laughs> How many years have we been doing the GDC podcast? Oh, it's been like it's 24 like, years. 24 years. Holy this yeah. is the GDC's 30th anniversary. Yeah. 100th anniversary. Yeah. And we've been doing this for four or five years now, and you're still this good at introducing yourself <laughs> and your publication. <laughs> wait, wait, have we ever done it in Chris's bedroom with guests on the bed, though? Well, we should explain where we are right now. <laughs> this is the first of five shows we'll be recording at GDC, and this one is our super special introduction. It's a light introduction. Gentle, it's for hashtag networking. <laughs> uh, uh, on the 29th for the Marriott, Alcatraz sits yeah. in the, uh, in the, in the, in the background I just noticed that us. this morning. Yeah, fantastic. The famous, you know what Alcatraz is? It's a famous jail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting facts. You'll be sprinkling the rest of the podcast with facts. <laughs> Absolutely. Like that, of course. Yeah. Um, outside, if you can hear some sort of noise in the background, that's the noise of some brilliant game developers getting ready to come on the show. We're doing this, as we said, from the bedroom, uh, and consequently, they will be on the bed. That's us hitting the bed. <laughs> They'll Wait, be joining us. Are we going to uh, title this In Bed with One Life Left? Hmm. I think it's more like on bed. On bed. Okay. So, Chris, how have you been since we uh, spoke to you last year? It's been it's been twelve months, twelve long months. Oh, geez. Uh, well, I never left the Moscone Center. <laughs> no, I've just I've just been there. Have you seen Terminal with Tom Hanks? <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> basically what it was like, except it was GDC. So I've just been living there under the nice. escalators. Right. Yeah. Uh, and this is day one of GDC. Um, this is day one. Uh, although, although I have been working hard already. Um, I did have um, an Oculus event where I was in VR for approximately 23 hours. What? Yesterday, yeah. Did you Um, throw up? um, Well, I was doing fine until they made me become an eagle. 
Our <laughs> <laughs> video um, game's amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, and it just kind of made my stomach turn a little bit. VR is a huge theme of GDC this year. There's obviously VRDC is happening at the same yeah. time yeah. Uh, as GDC. VRDC is going really well. There's a ton of interest and. Um, you know my my colleagues who programmed the the content. Uh, did I say, say content? You did, um, yeah. I did. Well, <laughs> there are the content people um, uh, who who got all the speakers there. We've got people from all kinds of really notable uh, uh, virtual virtual reality fields. Um, so it's really good, right? Yeah. Um, the, the the talk of VR though is that is it going to be here to stay? So the year one of VR DC. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be permanent from now on? I don't know. I don't make this decisions <laughs> in this company. Um, I okay. So this is this is the thing because I'm I, I do think that VR is going to keep on getting bigger and bigger, and I think it's unfair, really, and inaccurate to compare it to like 3D television or the, a, a previous attempt at VR going mainstream. Because right now, if you talk to any developer, and we're going to have a like a VR developer on here, at least one. Later on, um, you have the grassroots movement that's very active. Not only do you have that, but they also have the support of large companies. Engine companies got un- uh, Epic with Unreal doing a VR editor, um, like Unity, um, and you have uh, like larger studios that are getting on board with VR, even if it's smaller projects like Ubisoft. So there's just this uh, this push, not just by enthusiastic pockets of, of game developers and creators, but it's being pulled along by the commercial interests of large companies right. that care about its success. So, uh, we, we, I mean, I could have a VR chat with you all all evening, um, but I should say, for the first year, uh, there was talk, uh, I own a Gear VR, my, my colleague Richie owns a Gear VR, we were saying, oh, should we bring it on the plane? We were really, t- we were really tempted, <laughs> but we thought it's too soon. <laughs> There's one famous game developer who thought, no, it's not too soon, this is the time is right. Which which famous game developer was wearing Gear VR on the plane over on Saturday? Should we save the answer for later Can on? Do, right. so I'll, I'll be I'll be dropping some clues, but he was there, <laughs> the back. Drop clues throughout the exactly. Entire I'm one of my joke URLs I've registered since I saw you is uh, VR Soul, like to the oh. soul of VR. But it, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going I'm to launch a website called uh, VR Soul, Soul of uh-huh. VR. Would you say it quickly? It's VR Soul. <laughs> <laughs> And that's what this that's okay, what this game developer looks <laughs> look like. So I'm going to uh, pop out into party room. Okay. okay. Uh, developer, let's see who I come back with, shall we? I, uh, I, I just found I'm Charles Cecil out in the uh, you know legendary developer Charles Cecil, friend of the show, out in the party room, uh, talking to a lady. Uh, and just heard the end, the trailing end of a, what must have been a fabulous anecdote, which was, uh, and that's why they call it the single market. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. It's true. Wow. But you got you got the most boring bit. In fact, no, I think you probably got the most interesting bit. If I'm being truthful. Charles, what brings you to GDC? It's always a pleasure. I mean, frankly, the best reason to come to GDC is for one life left and, you know, and, and, and the great view over lovely San Francisco. Who, what who, more could one want? You should probably explain who you are. I should, I should, absolutely. My name is Charles Cecil and um, I was explaining to that young lady outside before we got into the single market. Um, <laughs> she did come up and she said, you look really, really interesting. But, no, 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 hear this, hear this out. But 
you are standing in front of the booth. <laughs> <laughs> At which point, the aura I wasn't booth. quite sure whether and that's why they call it the single market. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then she started talking about the European Union, and that was great, and the fact that we were going to leave. And then I said, but is and she's from 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 Norway. Are you part of the single market? She said, "What's the single market?" And um, I was explaining to her that I started writing games in the very early eighties. Nineteen eighty-one was my first game, mm-hmm. and she looked at me with sort of glassy eyes, as in I was still standing between her and the booze, <laughs> and, and, and I wasn't getting out of the way. And I was determined, like the ancient mariner, determined <laughs> to tell her about my life and the single market. And then, frankly, <laughs> the look of relief when Steve came and grabbed me—it was like palpable. It was thank God for that. I can now get to the booze. He's going to go off. Don't know Charles, are you just here to stop people drinking? Is that your only purpose? No, for being no, 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 absolutely not. No, no, no. My, 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 my purpose is to meet the most wonderful people like your good selves and be inspired by the chat. <laughs> <laughs> so, when can we expect Broken Sword VR? Well, it's funny you should ask. Thank you for that. Because um, my very, very good friend Simon Barron uh, and his wonderful wife Kate actually came up and showed in a moment, a, f- a moment, and I'm going to get the name, but, but it's like, keep talking or the bomb won't explode. Or whatever <laughs> That's it is, exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah, 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 nobody yeah. explodes. And, and, and it was absolutely brilliant because I'm a little bit sceptical about VR because the idea of sitting down with this you know, headset tethered to a PC kind of feels like it's a really limited market. And we were sitting around, we'd played a couple of card games, and Simon got out the, uh, the, the Gear VR, and it just worked so well. And it kind of feels like that is the obvious way to do it. And, and so my scepticism just vanished. But I think for, for mobile, it just works really, really well. I think for, 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 for Oculus and Vive, it's just a really tough sell. Now, hold on a second. Mm. I know that you have a question, Steve, but you just said the HTC... Vive. Right. Is it Vive or Vive? Now, this is a controversy that we can discuss throughout the entire the entire course of the week. I'm going to say Vive, but I don't know why, because Vive kind of makes more sense, doesn't it? Like in in English, V I V E would be Vive. Yeah, but but we're saying Vive. How would the French say it? Vive. 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 Because you know what the French are like. But also, also, Charles calls the thing that I brought up to his house the gear V. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've heard him outside talking to a French uh, lady saying "Le Market Single." <laughs> so who knows? Um, are you talking about any? Are here to talk about any games in particular to anyone? No. What we've what we've done because you very very kindly invited me onto uh, your show about two or three weeks ago, and, and and I shamelessly plugged the fact that we've got the revolution. 25th anniversary, which actually launches on Friday. Come on, this Friday, this coming Friday. What are we doing to celebrate? Uh, I'm drinking beer and 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 I'm in Chris's bedroom. And I'm <laughs> I mean, all the of... way until Friday. That's all you're doing. Yeah, Amazing. it's great. It's great. It's great. So so and and, and the thing is that it. Oh God, it's going to sound so cheap, but actually we've got the box now and it looks great. We're working with Koch or Koch or Koch or how it goes. Vive Vive Koch Coke. Or, 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 oh, that's going to be one of the wind This is going to be a long. And 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 it's just terrific. So it's really mm-hmm. fun. And, and now we are able at Revolution to look back at our previous games and repurpose them and come bring them to new uh, new formats like they are. Um, and, and then look forward for new games as well. So lots of ideas. So it's just a great time. It's a great time to be an indie, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Good, it really is. Charles, thank you so much for coming on. 
Thank you. Uh, we'll see you soon. Happy 25th on Friday. Yes. Thank you very much. Although, actually, the truth is it's the 26th. Oh, no. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I, it's like... It, it's, 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 we've got it a little bit late, but as long as you don't tell anybody, I won't. Secret Sacred Us. Fantastic. Take it easy. Bye. Love you. Thank you. Thanks, Charles. Welcome back to All Life Left, live at GDC. We're joined by three men on a bed. <laughs> Hello, three men on a bed. Uh, would you like to introduce yourselves? Hey, my name is Martin. My name's Tim. I'm Joel. Hi. And we recognise you, don't you? Where, where are you guys from? I'm from the country of Scandinavia. Mm. <laughs> but, I, I, you know, I feel like we've had dealings uh, with you three before. There was something about a horse. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I'm glad you've brought that up, not us. Because you guys made a game called Progress, right? Yes. Uh, Progress. Fantastic uh, tablet yep. experience. Uh, can you describe Progress for the audience? It's basically... Uh, Interact. It's a lesson on how to interact with your tablets. All the all the different fantastic ways you can actually use an iPad as a horse. Right. It will look at the screen and it just is four line and four text, a bit of text, and it just says on a horse. Yeah. And you have to figure out what to do. That's the puzzle. That's one out of out of one hundred <laughs> puzzles. Yes. Yeah. It's a it's a super simple concept, and we we fell in love with it. Did fall in love with it absolutely. from the start, and uh, you know we even wrote a mariachi song about it. Yeah, very very. Uh, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Very 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 important game to us. So important, in fact, that we we actually worked on it, didn't yes. we? We, yes. we? We contributed to we it. We offered our vocal skills. We yeah. offered them for yeah. free, gratis. Yeah. And for, because for when you new, believe in a project, resume, let me let me say one thing right now. I'm honoured to be in that video game. I think it's an excellent video game. I'm also honoured to be in that video game. But we found something out. Yeah. Statistically, who are you likely to hear more in the video game? The woman in this room. Me. Or Steve, who's just a generic man. (laughs) (laughs) I could actually say that it's it's split between three people mostly. It's you, Steve, and a drunk Finnish guy in a sauna. Okay, so it's mostly, no, mostly us. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Is it evenly split between me and Al? Um, yeah. Uh, no. No? No. No, it's not. I think it's it's evenly split between, like, so it's different. The first time you play the game, okay. I think it's evenly split between whatever you, you, take, you, yes. you pick. But then after that, you rarely hear the same person again. Okay. So if you start by hearing you the first okay. time you play it, then the phone will keep doing something else. Okay. The Finnish guy in the sauna. Right, I see. And so if you, yeah. So statistically, I don't come up any more than you. Maybe because <laughs> I think you might be first in the list or something. So I think oh, so statistically. Bit, so statistically, yes, I, I think it's so. more likely you hear me than Anne in the Yeah. Game. And not because you're better or more fun, no? No, exactly, thank you, and let's yeah, take yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks for coming on the show to clear that up. <laughs> <laughs> How did the game do? Pretty well. Pretty yeah, well. Good. Yep. We're nominated for Independent Games Festival. Great. Great. When's that unveiled? Wednesday. Oh. Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday yeah. Who are you up against? Oh, Her story. Pretty good game. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Beginner's Guide. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you guys were doomed. Yeah. If you do, I mean, her story, brilliant. We've had it's Sam great, on the show, yeah. he's coming on later yeah, in the week, be. isn't he? Um, uh, beginner's Guide. Uh, we, don't, 
we don't, is he coming on the show as well? Uh, he's not down. He's not yeah, down. Okay. But you know. Well, mm. anyway, we obviously hope you win. If you do win, what's your speech? Who are you going to thank in your speech? Oh. And which of, you is, which of you is statistically going to get to talk more in your acceptance <laughs> I think speech? it's the Danish people. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're a big country in numbers, at least. So, yeah, yeah so we're Scandinavia, so it's no. Mm, Norway, Denmark, and Sweden. Okay. Oh wow! Um, wow. What, what are you uh, What are you hoping for from GDC Week? What are your ambitions? And to win. To win. <laughs> to win your your prize. But anything else? Well, it's the, it's uh, Tim's birthday almost. That's um, also why we want. Yeah, to win. on the Wednesday. On yeah, the Wednesday. Okay. Wednesday IDF Awards. Okay, yeah. Oh wow! So if I win, that's going to be my speech. Yeah. Oh my goodness. We'll yeah. be celebrating that at the uh, Nordic party. Yes. Uh, so, but do you have any uh, business ambitions for this week? Uh, I think the thing, the thing is like we're all three different people, you know. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> I, I see one person on the bed right now. So I mean, so we're here for different reasons. We're all here for progress, but we're also doing our own things. And I mean, I just worked on a penis game that blew up a few years ago, like gentle jousting. Okay. You say you just went the right place. We're only our second guest with two drinks in, but hey, why not? <laughs> it's, about, it's a game about dicks and penetration. And it's right. a very nice game, like very gentle, very funny. And like two, three nights ago, it got 600,000 views on an unscripted, unlisted YouTube video overnight. Wow. What's it called? A gentle jousting. Gentle jousting. Genital. 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 Well, you said gentle too. Yeah. <laughs> Where did genital those 600,000 views come from? I really don't know. So Reddit. You don't know. <laughs> Who linked it? Someone must have it. I think Reddit, yeah. Right, wow. And uh, so now it's been picked up by Kotaku and stuff. So that's that's my stuff. I so kind of like Progress is a game about how to use your tablet kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. genital jousting is a game about how to use how your how genitals. to penetrate someone and everyone's invited. It's like it's a very friendly <laughs> game, you know. <laughs> it's actually like it's a cool it, like it's a cool article on Kill Screen that kind of de- details more feministic aspects of the game because it's a very thoughtful. Funny We're definitely gonna have to include a, a link to this to, yes. so people understand. <laughs> <laughs> Is anyone else not slightly concerned, given the, what they encourage you to do with a phone in progress? Uh, uh, genital, <laughs> it's a game about penetration. <laughs> you need to use your phone to penetrate. Them. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, what are you asking them to? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm here with a game called Keyboard Sports, the final tribute, because uh, with all this virtual reality and. Um, Alternative controllers, and especially with this touchscreen, I think the keyboard is slowly going out. Right, that's I think a very good point. It, in a few years, Apple will not include a keyboard. I don't know what right. they will include. Who knows? So I'm making the final tribute to the <laughs> keyboard. That's nice. How does that work? Um, it's used as a keyboard. Right, <laughs> <laughs> that's very clever. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. that's a new thing. But it uses the whole keyboard and not just the arrow keys. Uh, or whatever you use. So you're really working on it on that game. Yes, <clears throat> because somebody I think you're working with. Um, he mentioned that at the end of an article. He's working on, I think, Suck My Rainbow. Yes, that's my thing as well. Peter, is that? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I thought he was just making a really hilarious joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but it's, no, it's, it's true. like, a, yeah, you're making it. It's true. Well, good. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm here with uh, a game called It'll Do 2. Oh. I never got the joke before nice. now. It'll do. It'll do. Oh my god. It's we are so difference. bad with gay titles. It's <laughs> <laughs> horrible. Uh, so, Vive or Vive? Vive. 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 Definitely Vive. Vive. Okay. Yeah. Wait, wait, do we have a Vive? No, Vive. Vive? Vive. Uh, oh, no. Oh, and then, uh, no, you have to choose Vive or Vive. Oh, wow. Okay, Vive. Alright. Thanks yeah. so much for coming on the show, guys. Thank you. Uh, we'll yeah. see you later in the week. Yes. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you.
Hello and welcome to three new people that we have sitting on our bed. I feel like this bed is just going to get a lot of use tonight. Um, <laughs> You're right. breakfast. Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. Uh, can you introduce yourselves, guys? I am Hannah from Fell Better. And you've brought with you uh, my Incubi Harry. Hello. And my producer Lottie. Hello. I own these people, they're mine. Good, <laughs> good. It's good to know what we're dealing with. The here. hierarchy is established. <laughs> uh, so, what are you guys here doing here at GDC? Alexis, our boss, Lottie's and my boss, is presenting twice. He's presenting about narrative and he's presenting about open production for Sunless Sea, which is a game we brought out last year. And we're talking mostly to people about Fund Better, which is our new fund for narrative games and interactive fiction, which we just launched like two weeks ago, and we already have more applications than we can possibly deal with. Right. Yeah, people so are really excited. excited. That's yeah. amazing that you're all doing that. So what compelled you to... Is it just a sense of social responsibility? We do. We want to give back. Yeah, mm-hmm. we want to just give back I to the kids. Yeah, um, sure. And we want to see more interesting narrative games coming out. And the quickest way to do that is to fund them yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a lot of experience now that we've put a couple of successful games out. We've been in the industry six years, so we thought we had some luck and some wisdom to pass on to other people. So that's it so you said initially I think I saw you on Twitter saying that you hadn't had any or many applications from uh, women yeah we had a couple where there was maybe one woman in the team Mm-hmm. And then, but none whether the applying name was a woman. But since then, we've had one, I think, like a few we days met, ago. Like, a bunch of people recently at GDC, women who come up and said, you know, I've heard about this. I know that you're particularly looking for female applicants. So we're meeting with a lot of people, having yeah. a lot of crunches and stuff. So I think that that should change. Yeah, I think it's just sometimes you need a little bit of extra permission. Mm-hmm. Who's who's winning at the moment? Winning what? In what sense? Best best application. Best game. <laughs> <laughs> best game at the next year's GDC. No, um, <laughs> I couldn't possibly. Come on. Well, well, what sort of subjects are they tackling? It or? is so diverse. In everybody, like we've got people trying to like come in with sequels to stuff that's already out. We've got people wanting to do really tiny things, big things. Um, people who are semi Twitter famous who want to get involved, which is really cool. Um, but nothing that I could possibly talk about. <laughs> semi Twitter famous. Yeah. I think is, that what is what is just below semi famous is like more than ten thousand followers. Okay, and what's mm. we might have more than five. between us. More than between five. Us. Mm-hmm. How many have you got? Stack them up. It's approaching three. I've got four ish. Do you remember what when I was ahead of you? Yeah, bad days. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like one and a half. One and a half. But if you add the one life left account as well, yeah. Yeah. we're over ten. Yeah. Yeah. So Twitter you, famous. Collectively, we're semi-Twitter yeah. famous. Well and that means we're a third of semi, which is what? What's a third of semi? About six. About six. six. You're about six. six. <laughs> this room of people about math stuff. Yeah. <laughs> about the application. Uh, you also announced recently Fallen London's coming out yes. on mobile. Yes, yeah. that's exciting, isn't it? Yes, it's my baby. Everyone has to download it immediately. Well, not immediately. It comes out on April the 19th. Okay. So well, download it then. Yeah. So it's going to be great. It's Lottie's first pro- project for us as producer. Okay, yes. brilliant. She's the one with the hair tearing out. She's the one with yeah. the... Yeah. How's, so how's, the, how's it been getting it from PC to mobile? Uh, well, I joined only recently, so I've only seen the kind of um, final quarter so of easy. things. Yes, yeah, I walked <laughs> in and said, do the stuff, you doing? And they said, okay, and it was great. Um, it's been really interesting because we had to revamp a lot of the old stuff, because yeah. I announced, what, six years old, I think, in the day? And obviously, not only six years is a long time for code to change, but also it's a totally different platform, and we have to think about how people are actually going to be interacting with the game and the user interface and all this stuff. So um, we revamped how people do that. It looks really pretty. Um, we've added a bunch of new features, um, which is 
is exciting. Yeah. It's going to blow people's minds yeah. because it's going to launch on the App Store with six years worth of content. Mm-hmm. Right. That's 1.5 million words yeah. of an interactive fiction game um, and people are going to be trying to race each other to the end. And I think we need to start a pot as to how long it will be from day zero to somebody reaching content cap. Yeah. How, could you, how quickly could you do it yeah. on mobile? Don't know. Mm-hmm. Six years worth of our work. It's actually a bit scary. But um, they'll have, they will have to pay if they want to race to it. So <laughs> don't <laughs> Why do you think that um, narrative, like really hyper narrative focused games, uh, uh, there aren't as as many, at least as like as many as you would like? There's a big, I mean, there's a movement around it at yeah. the moment. There's mm-hmm. certainly in the last year or two. You can tell that by all the GDC talks. It's huge. It's gone. Yeah, there's a whole narrative track. Um, I think there's a real appetite for it. I think interactive fiction is a great thing that, that sits beautifully on a mobile device that people will get really excited about. And the more good interactive fiction there is, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, and Harry's Game is another story-based game. Um, yes. The House of Many Doors. So we're kind of already funding this, this next coming wave, which is really yeah. cool. I think um, it's probably fair to say that I am, my game has probably fell better the first kind of foray into this kind of area. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and James as well, who's the other... Yeah, we have two interviews at the moment. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait for them to hatch! Um, <laughs> and James is doing a game called Top Secret about surveillance and the Snowden leaks, so it's quite serious. Mm-hmm. Um, and Harry's is about a parasitic dimension that eats things. I trains yeah. with legs, don't forget the train. yeah. trains with Go legs! Go around the train with legs and you explore a parasitic dimension that steals things from other worlds. Um, <laughs> so we're just spreading the love around, lots of different stuff. What's the, uh, what's the best narrative game we won't have played? Oh, Lord Almighty. That sounds like a great title for a game. Yeah. <laughs> I love Lord Almighty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go it's home and to pitch play. Oh Lord Almighty. <laughs> um, I'm not sure. I There's a few people who are creating Twine stuff that I really enjoy uh-huh. that, that isn't particularly mainstream, but you guys will have played Porpentine stuff. Like, uh-huh. She is... Uh, she is my heartbeat, and I absolutely love her stuff. But I think maybe the listeners might not play. She was on the radio show a couple of years yeah, ago, so, years ago. so we're, we're two years ahead of you. Next. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think that's kind of, I don't know, what do you guys think? Have you played King of Dragon Pass? No, not at all. Okay, that's quite... Really a... old. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an old game and it's been um, updated and um, had more content added and released on iOS and Android. I think. Is it, it was yeah. a board game, was it? King of mm. Dragon Pass, was it's, it's, it? It's, it might it's have been. A, yeah, it's definitely something inspired by okay. right. it's got It's got a whole like game manual that's right. like, a different like, PDF. Okay. So it's super, super cool. And the guy who invented it is continually sending us tickets about Fallen London. Yeah, he's so great. it's really helpful. Yeah, yeah. I really <laughs> like it. So, yeah, great. Finally, we've got one thing to clear up though, Chris, don't we? The important yeah. matter. We do. Yeah. We do. Uh, okay. Is it um, the HTC Vive or HTC Vive? I was just texting my wife that Vive sounds like the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But so it's it's Vive. So it's it's Vive. So you're going with Vive. Yeah, Vive sounds like sort of like waxing. Waxing material. Okay. So we've got Vive sounds like something that someone called Genevieve would insist you called them. Oh yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Apostrophe Vive. And it wow. would be a bit worrying for everyone else involved. So I think Vive. And Which way is the vote for I mean, it's two, very heavily. <laughs> this is the rest of the human population, exactly. and this is Charles Cecil. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just call him Cecil, though, deliberately? Cecil? It's Cecil. You need to write down Cecil and Cecil. Okay, I'm going to write down Cecil and Cecil. And we're going to take vote. We're going to take vote. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys.
<laughs> Welcome back to One Life Left, live from the Marriott Marquis. It's the 29th floor, and we're looking out across San Francisco right now. What can you see, Chris? I'm looking at that prison again. <laughs> Stop, Stop it! it. I, just, Stop I just noticed it this morning. I was going to... Uh, I, I was taking a picture. Um, GDC day one looks like a good. Oh my! There it is. There's that prison. Yeah, it's so oppressive looking. It's just. It's... That's what prisons do. Well, the sun is setting right now. Soon you won't be able to see the prison. So make the most of it. And that's when Sean Connery will strike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're joined by another guest on our bed. Our bed. Hello. Another guest. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners? All right. Uh, I am Martina Spans, and I am a publisher of casual games on Android uh, in cooperation with FGL. Amazing. Just on Android. Currently, yes. You know, it's like three years. Three years ago, we decided we have to start somewhere, and yeah. that was Android. And three years later, we find ourselves in a position like. Okay, we're, this Android thing is going really well, so, so that's what we still focus on. Your company specialises in a type of game that I wasn't even aware of until very recently, the hidden object game. Yes. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we focus on like games for the casual gamer, which is typically an audience of women 30 plus. And that's me! Most, you! Have you played any of your games? I don't think so. I mean, well, I'm iPhone, so... No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not yet, but coming soon. Oh, good, good, good. So, you know, the thing is with casual games, most people think of, you know, match three games like Candy Crush, and that is just a, you know, hugely competitive market. But there's also this other big segment out there, hidden object games. And there's, it's got a lot of fans, mainly from, like, the old PC side of things with these point-and-click adventures. Um, and, and we found a market in our, like, you know, it's like... There's, there's a lot of people who really only play hidden objects. What can is, I pitch what, an object? Wait, uh, can I, I want to we find out what a hidden object game is first? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it seems like the... Let's, the let's, let's, let's not, let's not assume. <laughs> it's just, yeah, okay, okay. Okay, All so right. what, what is a hidden object game? Do you know Where is Waldo? Uh, where's Wally? Wally, I mean... Wally. Wally. Are you kidding me? Okay, depends on... <laughs> Wally? Wally or Waldo? V. Wally. Wally. Some countries is Wally, some countries is Waldo, but yeah, you know, just imagine a huge scenery, like usually a cluttered room, and then you have to find certain objects in that room, like, you know, find me the napkin, the cats, the plants, you know, stuff like that. And, you, you know, when you find all the items, you know, as soon as possible, you get a higher score. Why do you think that's so satisfying? A lot of people, a lot of our players tell me that they like it because they kind of see it as a sort of... Um, eye training or eye hand coordination thing mm -hmm. but I think it's satisfying because it's it's like a very small simple task yeah. that you have to perform and once you find it it's like that little satisfactory moment like yes I got it do you think it's because it feels like it, it gives you control over an aspect of your life like the rest of your life might, video be, games, might be going wrong <laughs> but this one you're like you might find the napkin I can do that I am not a colossal failure <laughs> I found the napkin in real life you might be sitting in a usually disastrous dirty cluttered room but yeah. at least in the game you can clean up and find the napkin so how many of these have you published? About a hundred now. Wow. Oh my goodness. You must be great at hiding but, things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you hiding? <laughs> Easter is coming up. Is it? <laughs> so when we... you leave this room, are you going to leave us with a little list of things that so, we should be looking for? That's yeah. a great idea. Well, he's done in Chris's so, bedroom. 
hidden? What's hidden here? She's been hiding stuff like the whole time she's been here. I can tell. <laughs> I never get invited to parties anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I can't find my keys. You've published a hundred hidden object games. Let's try and make it a hundred and one. Chris has got a pitch. Now there's there's no way that anyone has ever made a game like this. It is so original. Tell me. Okay, so it's a hidden ob- <laughs> it's a hidden object game um, on Alcatraz. <laughs> and but the hard the hard part is that it has to it's like the business side is getting the license for the movie The Rock. <laughs> right. Can you make that happen? Well, you know, you you kind of got a conflict of target audiences there, I think. I know, but that's what makes it kind of <laughs> that's what uh, makes avant-garde it like very <laughs> unique. Yeah. 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 Can yeah. you can you give us a task of some objects to find at GDC over the next four shows? Oh, yeah. That's, um. Yeah, I want you to find uh, pink pants. Pink okay. pants, okay. Do you mean American pants or British uh, pants? Yeah. Good question, good, <laughs> good question. I know, let's, to... let's um, stick with uh, American pants, okay. otherwise it gets a bit intimate, right? Yeah, I think yeah, so. No. Pink so pants. Yeah, pink pants. Yep. So, so, do you think you could um, give us a list of maybe 10 objects? Not right now, but a list of 10 objects for us to find. During GDC, that'd be awesome. And then we should then have her back on Friday, and then we'll yeah. have you Come back on Friday, <laughs> and we can tick them off. Is that a good idea? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's yeah. one of us hit an object this. game at GDC. Yeah. Uh, maybe not. T- how many is ten? Okay. Should it be more than ten? How many? How many? Screw it. Let's make yeah, it. I know a typical level. <laughs> <laughs> it's a typical <laughs> level about ten items as well. Okay. We'll right. go for ten. Ten. Ten items. Yeah. Let's do it at GDC. The GDC hog. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Welcome back to One Life Left live at GDC. The sun is setting in the distance. And we've I think it little, is set. We've put on a little mood lighting. Yeah. Which is yeah. Nice. Just so we can still see each other. We're in the bedroom and we have one man on the bed. It's Yon. Hello, Yon. Hello. How are you doing? I'm alright. Is this your first time on the radio show? I think so. How does it feel? Um, it's a bit uh, daunting. You're on a bed. I am. Yeah. Can you try to make it comfortable? I'm also. It kind of feels like I'm on a throne. I'm. I feel. I'm slightly more elevated. It's a very tall bed. So yeah. What do you? What do you do? What brings you to GDC? Um, I do a lot of things. I can. Should should I just list them? Because it's going to be really boring. Please do. Alphabetically. (laughs) (laughs) So I um, am part of the. Indie game collective in Antwerp called the House of Indie, and we do our, our main thing. We do a screen shake, um, or the main thing that we do that I'm involved in is the screen shake festival, which is basically we look at the DMA's festival and we're like, oh, that's cool, we want that, and then we cloned it. Mm-hmm. So we're like festival cloners, I guess. Right. No, that's not true. But um, it's it was really good. We just had our our fourth edition three weeks ago. It was, went really well. A couple hundred people showed up, and the the best thing about it is that we we have we do this thing where we put indie games or, or art games or whatever in a sort of like general audience digestible art expo thing so we get a lot of like families or like people who would otherwise never come near a video game and because we wrap everything into like custom controllers and stuff they they think it's art like <laughs> 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 fool you idiots <laughs> and then and then we get them to play video games and like we for example we had like a Robert Yang arcade where we put all his like erotic games into like one uh, like secret hidden court, you know, like when you go to when you used to go to like a movie rental shop and there'd be like this uh, gross curtain area with like hidden. That's what we sort of like semi built into the expo. There's like a hidden corner with erotic Robert Yang games that I'm sure a lot of people 
was their first experience with a video game of well, that. the families you brought to your yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is uh, stuff like that um, what the, were the custom controllers for that uh, but that one was just mouse because <laughs> okay. it's most mouse games but I guess the, the, an interesting one we did was the uh, we, we played down well on a vertical screen with yeah. a, a joystick and a foot pedal Oh, wow. So had, you had you could actually like with your foot control the gun boots. Of, that is amazing. Of Donald, so that's pretty yeah. cool. What else do you do? And then I am a third of this Danish studio Glitchnap because I did my master's program uh, at the ITU in Copenhagen, and then instead of actually going to school, I started a company and started to make video games. Um, actually, our first run-in with One Life Left was when we Lazy Nights won the indie game. Since Nordic Indie Game Sensation Award mm-hmm. um, in 2012 or 13, and you did like an hour-long podcast where you interviewed a bunch of people at Nordic Game, ah. and you could hear Laser Knights in the background for that entire. <laughs> we have this when when a player dies, and it's like a local four-player local multiplayer deathmatch game, so it's all the time. There's this <laughs> throat sound, like, <laughs> and we you can just hear that throughout the entire episode in the background. I think that's good to know cool. because it's not just because we have bad recording equipment. It's oh like, no, that was intentional. It's because we built a very obnoxious arcade machine. Thank you so where much. Where we where we put the actual volume dial behind the lock and key so that like <laughs> even like the event organizers would be like can you turn it down and be like no <laughs> we can't what are you uh, hoping to achieve this week at GDC because it's the start of the week right and this yes. is where we set goals oh yes uh, absolutely I um I, I have a bunch of meetings with okay. people who I hope have money okay that they're willing to share with me how much money do you want to get at the end of this week <laughs> Yeah, we might be able to help you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's good yeah. to set. It's true. It's good to set goals. Set, set a goal. We'll um, do what we can. Yeah, maybe like six months worth of salary would be nice. Okay. Yeah, don't answer in riddles. <laughs> yeah. How much, how much money do you take? Yeah. yeah. So I am used. Give us some one. One six months month salary. Yeah, I, I am used to getting like a Danish salary. But don't fuck me. So it's so it's probably so it's probably like a million dollars. Okay. Excellent. Okay. Done. Yeah. yeah. Done. Right. We'll, we'll I'm sure that the exposure I get from this podcast yes. will will uh, oh, just help me. Just so we can uh, we can talk to our mm-hmm. investors. Sure. What are you going to offer them for this million dollars? Hmm. So I make a bunch of like experimental art games that nobody wants to play. <laughs> yeah. Lucrative uh, market or custom yeah. controllers. I made a, I made a game with an Arduino and an actual like steak knife that's trying to stab you. That's true. Oh, it does. That. It yeah. does really well at events. Is that, that's called knife to meet. <laughs> knife you. to meet you. Yeah, we made that. Uh, I made that with the uh, line wobbler, Robin Bangard and Aaron Koning and Armel Gibson from Monic. Um, um, is the sequel called Fork Off? <laughs> <laughs> it is now. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is now. Yeah. Oh wait! Before you go. Oh, oh the most sorry. important. Yeah. This is a very important thing. Sure. Uh, how is it? Vivo Vive. Like the HTC V for five. Yeah. Are you asking me what? Don't, I don't, want? don't overthink. Don't no, overthink don't it. Just like okay. if you're I talking would, to someone would, about it. I would say if you're asking that question, I was like, why is it not Vive? Um, we, we, we no, not, this is this is a binary yeah. thing. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Then I definitely would say V. <laughs> Mind, but it's blown. but it's what I want it to be. I know that's probably not what's going to be. No, that's good. We, we know we know one more person that you might get along with out there. That's yeah. also a good Charles Cecil. All right, this is this is getting interesting mm. now. Right, right. One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM and broadcasting live from GDC. We're also on Gamma Sutra. 
Yes. Which is great. Right now. Uh, we're on Kama Sutra in association with Christian Graft, who's sitting right next to me. Chris, have you learned anything today? Woo! Well, <laughs> learned a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, how to pronounce Charles's name? Yeah, there's, uh, there's a man who I've been covering for several years now, and apparently his name is Charles Sezzle. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to Cecil. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, along with that knowledge, uh, do you know who's on our bed? Um, I know who's on my bed, um, and it is Matt Bach mm. and Sarah Bren, Yay. who Hi has guys. maybe the best Twitter handle. <gasps> yeah. Dinosaur party. Thank you. I'm so honored. Yeah. Privilege. So. So that's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, hi guys. Uh, <laughs> welcome. Hi. What are you doing at GDC? A whole lot of nothing. Really? Yeah, more so than any other year. Usually GDC is like a lot of meetings. But I don't have very many meetings this year. I don't have any really responsibilities before 6 p.m. So I'm looking forward to seeing actual talks, which is kind of a rarity for me. But after 6 p.m., it's just wall-to-wall responsibility. Full responsibility. It is. Yeah. Once once the vodka starts flowing, that's when my responsibility is. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> this is our fourth year uh, having you on the radio show. I believe uh, that's true. Yeah. Do you think people can chart your development by listening to all my stuff? I don't know. I think, think, I think there are some gaps. There are some gaps okay, right. that we need to get filled in. What's did we changed? make your development? Like, did we develop you? Oh, entirely. In ways? I, I owe everything to one life. Thank you. <laughs> My career was on, was on a downward spiral. <laughs> Come and join us. <laughs> we can accelerate that downward spiral. No problem. Where have you downward spiraled to in the last year? Uh, where have I downward, downward spiraled to? I've, I've moved to New York. Uh, at least, at least for the semesters, I am now a uh, uh, visiting associate associate professor at the NYU Games Center. Fantastic! And uh, I've been, uh, you know, teaching the youth of today. Professor, indeed. So do we have? Should we call you Professor Bob? Prof Bok. Prof Bok. Oh, <laughs> it honestly makes my skin crawl. Should we have stood up when you entered the room? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> make sure that I'm at least as tall as her. Now, now, if we were sitting here and it was ten minutes and it, you hadn't shown up, does that mean that we could get up and leave? Go, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> How are the youth of today? They're great. Are they? They are. How are they? They are. Easy to teach. What 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 sort of things are they doing? What are they doing? Uh, they make all sorts of different types of games. The the interesting thing I think is that games is kind of big enough as a canon now that it's very difficult to like know what people might know. So you can like throw out a, a reference and you're like, oh, of course everyone would know this particular game. And we've widely passed the point where you could have played every great game in your right. lifetime. And it's unlikely that you will have played every great like, game. Like what lifetime. situation? Have you, did you say, yeah, um, Tetris. And then they're just like, oh, what are you talking about, man? Shut up. There'll just be instances where like, someone has like sort of made like Geometry Wars. And you're like, oh, have you heard of this game Geometry Wars? And they're like, Geometry what? And you're like, okay, yeah, like, like of course. Like, you probably don't know Geometry Wars. Like, if you were not like buying every Xbox Live Arcade game at some point in time, or if like, you weren't playing on consoles at that point, 
it's unlikely he would have played it. Uh, but I'm, I guess I'm often surprised right. uh, by even the recent, in my mind, recent games that people are not aware of. I don't expect them to know like uh, the, the classics of the Atari, right. and I certainly don't expect them to know all of the kind of like ZVEX Spectrum and other kind of obscure kind of games. What? Yeah. So the ZX Spectrum. Yeah. Right. right. Oh my goodness, it's interesting. Yeah. ZX. Uh, yeah. Uh, my son, um, uh, who's, uh, I guess you class as part of the youth of today. I mean, he's a child. <laughs> he's a child. He's, he's, yeah, he's a child. He was introducing me to a game uh, which I'd never heard of, but he said all of his mates are. Mm. Um, it was a, a games within a, a wider game world, which I like Reblock, Revox, something like that. And he was playing a game called Random Elevator. <laughs> you stand in it, it's, a, it's, an, it's an online game where you go in it with loads of other people, you stood in an elevator, it opens up, and then there's uh, like um, stuff happens and it's all random, and then you get back in it. And he loved it. Um, so, about 10 years ago, I went to a performance art exhibition that had exactly that thing in real life. Right. So, your son is very progressive. What other things have you been to that are going to be big in the games world that we can get on now then? <laughs> I mean, probably nothing. That you mm. want in Didn't a game. your tutor put a sex toy up his? For yes, project. and then pulled what? it out, and there was glitter inside of it. So there's a game. Yeah, Sarah, <laughs> what brings you to GDC? Oh, nothing. Just <laughs> happy to see you all. Isn't, isn't this the fourth time you've been on the show as well? Hi, it sounds about right. Something fourth or fifth. Right. She's maybe a regular. Probably. Maybe we could track your career development oh, as well. What's, yeah. what's happened to you in the last year that we should know about? Where, has it been a downward spiral or an It's been spiral? a downward spiral <laughs> no for way. sure. Most Join us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I live here in San Francisco now. San Francisco is just a, a garbage city. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to GDC. Yeah, the sun yeah. is setting on it, so mm-hmm. it's that's setting appropriate. On it. Yeah, uh, yeah. What is it you do, sir? I am a curator, and so sometimes that means curating uh, games in an arty gallery context, and uh, I also work with a bunch of artists who do really interesting things with like CNC machinery and 3D printing and other kinds of digital designs at a software company. Sarah, say I want to make art. What's the biggest mistake I could make? Oh my god. Uh, probably taking yourself seriously, I think. Okay. I'm <laughs> going to make that mistake. Um, you're wearing a bunch of colors, too. I think if you want to be an artist, you need to just wear all black. Uh, if if uh, the cartoons tell me, okay. tell me what they're supposed to do. Now, I remember one time, Yamasutra, um, like like I talked to you about uh, the word curation, Mm -hmm. and you have strong opinions about the word curation. It's kind of just, everyone uses it, like, you know, if um, I I went to Walmart and I curated a head of lettuce, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. that's that's where it is now. Do you still hold the same kind of animosity towards people <laughs> who use the throw just throw the word curation? I remember around. at the time I was so happy that you had invited me to chime in on that discussion because you know I was quite quite angry and you know you know I have a degree that has the word curator in it and it's a very expensive degree so I I do <laughs> I do protect that value yeah right exactly um, that's how capitalism works and um, so. So yeah, I think part of part of me is still very defensive of that, but at the same time, it's just like, man. Do you think you'll I'm mellow out <laughs> as you get older? I'm I'm so old and I'm so mellow. Are you going to be shaking your cane at I, the kids who are just like, I just curated this 
hoverboard. And, <laughs> and they're all going to talk like that. I just can't wait to this hoverboard, say. I can't wait oh, for the future. Sounds amazing. I know. Um, at my office, I got an email, actually, that was like, hoverboards are banned from the office. Don't ride your hoverboard around the office, because we will tell you not to. Oh, my gosh. Um, they need to carry those out of there. Like fear of lithium-ion batteries. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. So, um, one, yeah. one of the many reasons San Francisco is not safe. When you mellow out, will it become a dinosaur silence retreat? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think so. So what do you think about curation on Steam? Steam yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I think that that's, it's a really interesting way to give a platform to people. And I think, you know, like Steam is a venue, Steam is a context. And I think that, like, people aren't making thoughtless decisions there. They're taking that role very seriously. Um, and, I, you know, I, you, you can theoretically curate a brand and, and those ways, like, the modes of curation that usually make me feel very icky. It still makes me feel a little icky, but... Say it again. Not as bad. Curate a brand. <laughs> I can... No. 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 I can't. Maybe later. But I think, you know, something real bad happens to a puppy every time you say that. So, yeah. uh, so we have one more question for you guys. What is it? Is it Vive or is it Vive? HTC VR headset. Be we should say it on the count of three, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's excellent. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'll so, count okay. down. Okay. One, two, three. Five. Five. Welcome back to One Life Left Live at GDC. Uh, the sun has set. It's gone. It's gone. Can you see Alcatraz? Um. Yeah, there's some creepy kind of like lights in the windows. Right, something's going on in. Is yeah, there's, 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 there's something going on. There's something going on. Can you hear some, um, see some faces? Hear some screaming? Um, hold on a second. Yeah. Okay, good. I, yeah. And as set, so as our, our questioning has become more liberal, this is the first section you join us at having cut some out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're joined by two handsome men on the bed. Could you please introduce yourselves? Uh, I'm Brandon Sheffield. I'm the director of Necrosoft Games, and uh, I used to run Game Developer Magazine as well. I also write comics. Think about that. <laughs> <laughs> Note that he just pointed at the microphone. Yeah, oh, you know, I'm, I'm talking to the microphone directly, as though it's a little chicken person. Um, I really, I've seen some of your comics, and I really, really like them. Oh, thanks. That's all I have to say. Next. Next man. <laughs> Next man. Uh, I'm Simon Barkin. I'm a journalist. Why? Right, brings up a good point for the for the money. <laughs> you know, it's it's weird. People people joke about that, but um, you know, I'm I'm doing a talk here at GDC called How to Almost Bankrupt Your Game Company, and uh, and we didn't bankrupt the game company, but um, like every time I'm worried about money and and I feel like things are on the brink, game wise, etc. Uh, I just go back to good old journalism, and I can actually get paid there. So it's like it's kind of dark I've, times. I've, I've always joked about how it's 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 you know you don't get paid much money, etc. But at least I can get it reliably. So like just so about journalism is your fallback. Yeah, it's pretty much the only thing that I <laughs> and can. A, and a band, <laughs> yeah, a musician. Yeah, that's right. So when do you think you'll graduate to game making, Simon? If journalism is the fallback, presumably you'll still, you know, <laughs> make it wait into make the move. You're still weaving your safety net right now. Yeah. 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 No, I don't. I like being a writer, so as long as I can cling in there. And you, you've uh, you've written a book. I've written a book. Yes, it came out in the UK last year. It's called Death by Video Game. It's coming out in America shortly. I don't know the exact. That's date, exciting. So. Are you over Thank here you. to like pave yeah. the way? 
Are you like, guys, get ready. I'm about to drop some truth bombs. Um, I don't have like a, a book tour or anything like that book, but uh, I did come over here to speak at Riot Games about my book. They invited me. How did it go? It went okay, I think. It was really weird because they have so much money and their office is on a campus now and um, they have an auditorium where people can just speak to their staff and um, they live streamed uh, the reading to all of their staff, but only within the campus. That's how many people wow. work. So were there any developers in the audience at Riot that had the revelation sitting there listening to you that they are murderers? Right, well, this was awkward because... So the book is <laughs> ostensibly about... Uh, um, people in Southeast Asia who die after playing video games for two or three days at a time. Um, but it's really about why do we play games? Uh, what is it about video games that causes us to lose our sense of time and you know absorb us uh, in that way? But the first chapter is literally about you know people who have died, and the first person in the book died while playing League of Legends. Mm. So we had to address that early on. Uh, <laughs> and how that <laughs> Oh, hi, hi guys. We just have to address the fact that a death happened on your watch. Yeah. So pretty much. So. Uh, yeah, how did they respond to that? Sorry, faces. Well, no, I mean, I kind of said it was his fault. <laughs> Victim blamed. <laughs> no, I mean, we talked about um, we talked about personal responsibility with you know playing games, but also what measures can game game designers are constantly trying to get us to you know overlap their play loops so that there aren't natural times where you can break off and, and walk away so what do you do to counter that you know is there like a ethical responsibility to do like Nintendo did where every now and again they'll put up a screen in a Wii game going you've been playing for a while why that, not go outside that reminds me so much of um, Steps were uh, a band in the UK they were a five piece uh, uh, boy girl band um, they released pop songs were very popular with young children and at their concerts they would have an interval halfway through that and on the screens would come up like this is the interval maybe go to the toilet right um and i feel like Looking maybe out. some but some... wouldn't they create a stampede to the toilet yeah uh, exactly. ch child stampede yeah Do you think that this was i think dangerous? that's irresponsible <laughs> i thought you were going to say that they'd have a pop-up during their songs going why are you listening to this because that's great pop music, Simon. Brandon, can you uh, like pricey your talk? Oh yeah. So my talk is about how to not go bankrupt, really, uh, with your game studio, even if everything seems to have been stacked against you, mostly by your own misdeeds and foolish actions. Um, so it's going to take the form of a twine game, actually, where people are going to follow along with me through ten things that you can do to bankrupt your game company. Awesome. And uh, and they will be able to choose from four four options of, uh, you know, ways to do this thing. And um, How does the audience, how do you decide which one? There's one, two, three, four, so I'm going to have them hold up one, two, three, four with their fingers, and I'm going to eyeball it and do my best. Ooh. And uh, What if people are missing digits? Oh. Two hands? No. I mean, I, I didn't really think about the, uh, you know... Uh, the accessibility of Accessibility of my talk uh, until just now. So, uh, why I guess... Start again. Start again. Now that I've described what it's going to be, I'm going to completely scrap it. It's, uh, it's going to be... Uh, I'm going to form a boy-girl band. <laughs> what's, the, the uh, what's the biggest lesson you've learned during that uh, <laughs> that rollercoaster ride. God, the, the probably the biggest two are find out quicker who is a caustic element in your company and 
do not work with them no matter how talented they are. Um, and number two is don't spend your own money. Because uh, I sure didn't have a whole lot of that. But now I don't have any of it. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's, it's very disillusioning to, you know, through my savings and through contracts that I did while during development to have spent upward of, like, $45,000 on a game that's still not out and does not currently have a 100% clear path to becoming out. I think uh, that you telling people not to spend their own money is going to resonate and probably make people maybe poop their pants a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Because we, we actually did a survey for GDC that said, I don't remember the percentage. It's but something like it's 80. Like, yeah, it's like the <laughs> large majority of people, like, that's how they fund their game, out yeah. of their own pocket. Yeah. And, uh, and other people are like, you know, my spouse works or something. Yeah. And that's semi-sustainable if, you're, if you can maintain that spousal relationship through mm-hmm. your draining mm-hmm. all of their life essence. So if you're... <laughs> life essence, yes. Oh, <laughs> that's me. So yeah, if, well. So if you're, if, if you're not um, going to be spending your own money... Um, then it becomes an issue of like people need to learn how to pitch investors. Yeah, they need to know how to pitch investors, but also where to where is the best t- place to get money right now? And you know, uh, I was just talking to somebody yesterday who was like, "Where can I get money for this game?" And I said, "You should. You've got a nice looking game. It's made in Unreal. Talk to Unreal and try to get a grant from them." talk to Intel if you're using any of their technology try to get money from them and then just put their logo in there talk to you know if you can make this VR talk to Sony talk to Oculus just any I would platform holders are where you can get money publishers are over I'm <laughs> for giving for funding talking of Oculus yeah. we have one final question yes. for yeah. you uh, it's, this is very important yeah. please get your thinking hats on they're on is Wait. it the HTC Vive or Vive? Uh, definitely Vive. Definitely Vive. Thank you. Thank you, thank you very much. Definitive, thank you. Interview over. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, we've been working on that for two years. Um, and it's available now for PC and Mac and Linux and PlayStation and, uh, and Vita. Um, so that kind of puts us in a weird spot because this is the first time since I can remember mm -hmm. that we don't have a current project as oh. Flambeer. Okay. Uh, we're kind of catching up on, uh, on patching Nuclear Throne and I'm going to go back and um, look at some of our old projects and update those to the new engine that we wrote for Nuclear Throne. So there's going to be a re-release of Super Crate Box and there's going to be a re-release of Gun Gods and of Yeti Hunter. Um, and if we can, uh, we'll see if we can bring those to other platforms as well. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of where me and JW, we've been, we've been doing Flamber for five years now. And um, we've, we're very proud of, of everything that has happened. Uh, and this is the first time we've had time to like sit down and like look at it and just be like, wow, that was, that's pretty, that's pretty, you know, that was not half bad for a bunch of like university dropouts that had no idea what they were doing. Uh, so yeah, it's a really weird spot. Uh, it's, it's, uh, what are you doing with all your free time then? There, there is no free time. <laughs> I mean, it's not free no. time. I mean, around the world. Yeah. <laughs> J JW filled it up with uh, prototyping and just uh, little events and things he's doing in the Netherlands. He has a little art gallery that mm -hmm. he's been uh, he's been doing events at in the back of a cafe uh, mm -hmm. called Bruikos, which is fantastic in Utrecht. Uh, and I've been focusing on my whatever you want to call it work. I never have a good name for it, but I've been traveling around the world helping independent communities establish themselves and. Uh, figuring out how I can help make the industry more global and more connected. And so. you've been organizing a pretty amazing session at yes. GDC this year. Yes, I'm actually very nervous about that one. So um, last year I announced that I was working on an initiative called GameDev.World. The idea of that is to take information about the games industry, put that in one place, and then translate it to every major language in the world. And uh, that caught the attention of uh, Brenda Romero and Lee Alexander, who uh, hosted a panel called One Reason to Be, Number One Reason to Be, uh, which was inspired by a hashtag back in 2012 uh, that Rihanna Pratchett created. Um, during, and that was during a time in which, um, which gender diversity in the games industry was, you know, was something that really was about diversity. Like that was, a, that was a, an issue that we really needed to talk about at that point. So somebody created the hashtag One Reason Why, and um, it, it was about the, um, the things that women face in the games industry um, and sort of like the, the prejudice and the stereotypes and the, the sort of like uh, awful things that it would come across very often. And then um, Rihanna Pratchett wanted also to highlight the good, why people are in this industry, the one reason to be. And uh, Brendan Lee thought that was so good that they uh, basically started a panel called Number One Reason to Be, which focused on gender diversity in the games industry. And this year they, they saw my, um, my, um, my efforts to shine a, a global spotlight on the games industry, and they said that, it, that they would like to give the panel to me, and that um, they hoped that I could do for the world what uh, they did um, with the representation of women and the visibility of women at GDC. So I'm, um, I'm hosting a panel called Number One Reason to Be, and it is a panel in which I hope to showcase voices uh, from people from countries that would have never made it to GDC or have just never been heard at GDC. Um, can you run down who's on the panel? Yes, actually, it's an amazing, uh, it's an amazing crew. I've got uh, Tsitsi Chiyomia, who is from South Africa, and he is a... Um, 
He's both a stand-up comedian and also a game developer. He um, he started making games without ever having played on a console because the village he grew up in just had an arcade and you know games on the street. Uh, so he has a very different perspective on games than most of us have because he doesn't have a lot of the, the baggage that comes with liking video games. So that's really exciting. Uh, and he wants to connect that sort of physical street play with video games. Um, he's going to talk about um, his game After Robot, which is a game about taxi drivers in South Africa. Because in South Africa, the word robot actually means traffic light. So after robot just means like drop me off after the traffic light. It's something you say to a cab driver, uh, which I thought was fantastic. We've got um, Elena Lobova, who is a CEO from Ukraine. Uh, and uh, she recently, her biggest challenge was obviously that Russia invaded their country. Uh, it's which, quite uh, you know, that, that, is, yeah. that is something you have to, to take care of. But she's been doing a lot of work in um, and diversity uh, in uh, Ukraine. We've got Lea B from Uruguay. Uh, she's also a CEO and she's been uh, working really, and a musician, DJ. And she's been working really hard on gender diversity in Uruguay, which is an amazing uh, emergent territory. There's a lot of stuff happening there. They've got a lot of... Uh, good things happening both from the government but also just in the scene themselves they finally organized and uh, created a local game developers association so things are like really happening there so that's a really exciting perspective I think I've got Sun Park from South Korea uh, and Sun uh, managed to make a console game while barely understanding English while all documentation and contracts and everything are in English uh, which um, that's going to be a very interesting story because like Obviously, uh, Sun has a, enough of an understanding of English to communicate, but like legal language, mm-hmm. and like yeah, the, the technical documentation <laughs> of, of a console, and you know that's those amazing. challenges are challenges yeah. that most people never ha- even have to think about. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be. So I would definitely be a little bit nerve wracked organizing something like that because it is just so. What's your what was kind of your criteria? Uh, so, trying yeah, so the, the other speakers we have are um, um, uh, Tasneem Salim from Saudi Arabia, and she organizes GCON, which is a women-only games event in Saudi Arabia, uh, which is uh, fantastic as well, and Sita Nakube, who is the uh, ga- global game jam organizer in Zambia, mm-hmm. in Africa. And basically my, my goal with the panel was to get people here that would either never make it to GDC, mm-hmm. or... Um, um, people that were not from the Western world or Japan. Because those are the voices we usually hear. And like within the Western world and within Japan, there's an amazing breadth of diversity. But um, in a way, uh, those are all things that we can imagine, we can consider. You know, We can consider that there are people in the Western world that are poor, that are um, people with disabilities, people um, know what different sexualities and orientation like even though uh, a lot of us can't imagine um, their their lived experiences um, these are things that most people never even think about the the borders the uh, economical situation the language barrier war uh, those are not things we generally consider to be part of the games industry and I wanted to emphasize uh, stories like that stories that uh, would never be told in the games industry unless somebody like took the effort and like picked somebody out and went like, okay, this is a story that we haven't heard yet. Like, please tell us your story so that we can learn and we can figure out how we can make the games industry better in the future. So 
Yeah, it is nerve-wracking. It is really nerve-wracking. It's 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 very difficult to say what the response is going to be, and it's obviously the people that uh, are going to be speaking. The, a lot of them are the first representative of their country at GDC in a speaking capacity ever. Um, so it's been really fun helping them out, like get their talk yeah, ready awesome. and like um, seeing how excited they are. Titi just arrived in San Francisco, and you know he can't believe his eyes. He's <laughs> he's amazed. Um, yeah, I was gonna ask like how people like are kind of. They're so excited. I mean, the, for a lot of them, this is like their first. This is they they get to do something that you know, and only every country in every country, only one person gets to be the first mm-hmm. to be speaking at GDC. And yeah, that's that's going to be. Yeah, good. that's really special. Which, uh, yeah, that's fantastic. So I'm I'm really excited. I'm looking forward to to how it's going to go. But I am nervous because this is obviously a panel with a lot of legacy and a lot of. Uh, but a very strong legacy of doing really good work. And and ho- but hopefully it's not going to be the last. Hopefully no, this is the so start of something that is... That is my hope. Yeah. Uh, Lee and Brenda uh, mentioned that uh, it has always been their hope to pass on the torch eventually, yeah. and it is my hope that you know the panel will do well enough that I'll get invited back to do it <laughs> next time, yeah. and that eventually I can pass on the torch to somebody else. I mean, we also hope that eventually we get invited back. I feel like you have more value. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we would like a torch. We yeah. just want just literally like, a maybe a lighter. Like, I will mean, yeah. yeah. see if I can find you a lighter. <laughs> like, maybe, maybe there's one in in this suite somewhere. I have a very hard time believing that. I don't think that. you can be trusted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this suite uh, can be this fancy without a lighter. Thank you so much uh, for coming on. Yes. Uh, yeah, we have one final question. Oh God, that's uh, always a bad idea with you guys. Well, I mean, is it okay? This is very brief. Is it the HTC? Vive or Vive? I, I go for Vive. Vive. Okay, surprising. Interesting. Surprising. Interesting. Thank, Surprising. You, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Rami. Welcome back to uh, One Life Left at GDC 2016. It's dark outside, Chris. No sign of Alcatraz. It's really dark. At the moment, there's sort of a flashing light in the distance. Is that kind of like a lighthouse thing? Yeah. Alcatraz is... It's a light. House. Um, it's on fire? We're a video game radio show. Uh, we've been doing this for 10 years now. We've been at GDC for about years, five of those. Chris, can you imagine? Yeah. I, can't, I, can't, I can't believe this is GDC's 300th anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> and we've all been here for all of that time. Yeah. And this, this is room. the uh, first time we've ever done GDC with our guests on a bed. Uh, we have three men on a bed. Which Let's not make it the last time. <laughs> is, yeah, is, good. is a good. situation. But not the first time that we've had three men on a bed. It even. won't be the last. Yeah, yeah well, uh, uh, please men. introduce Hi. yourselves. Oh, I'm a man. Uh, I'm Grant Schonkweiler. I'm a producer at Epic Games, and I work on a game called Fortnite. Uh, I'm Dave Evans. I'm the CTO at a game engine company called Play Canvas. And I'm Brian Francis. I'm the community manager for GDC, and I write with Chris at Gamma Sutra. Yes. Welcome, guys. Uh, this is our first show of this week. It's kind of an informal show, you know, nice chatty. You sat on a bed. There's a bed. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's you, this isn't actually. normal. You don't normally have We're trying to make you the most comfortable that we can so we can get out the biggest yeah. secrets. <laughs> people are going to be listening to this show, you know, uh, tomorrow when we manage to upload it and they'll be listening to this, but they'll be looking for expert guidance on how to make the best of GDC. Can you each give one tip to, to make sure someone has the best time at GDC? Drink lots of water. 
Water's good. I mean, very that's practical. Very that's practical. practical. That's life life I just want to make sure people don't like pass out from you know dehydration. You, mm-hmm. you know, because passing out is impractical. You, you drink things that aren't water. Yeah, it's impractical. You won't yeah. get a lot out of it if you are passed out. Yeah. Um, well, it depends how long and when. But well, yeah. Yeah. also, there's a lot of exciting things happening. A lot of exciting talks, things that you might see, and you don't want to be in a situation where you're feeling dehydrated and overexcited. And let's not forget that if you drink lots of water, you'll go to the bathroom quite a lot. Bathroom queues, good place to socialize. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But not but not in the bathroom. No, no afterwards because little then you'll have to shake people's hands. No, hold on a second. Everyone's shaking them. their heads like, why not? Why not? Yeah. Just <laughs> kind of make network, networking never stops for me. Yeah. Are your hands wet because yeah. of... Uh, this you is why Gamasutra is such a prime source of news because you are chatting to people yeah, all the time. all the time. It's, just, it's like, hey, sup? Hey. Uh, how about that um, new engine? No, I won't wait for you to shake. I want to see <laughs> what's going on yeah, now. Like, yeah, like, hey, exactly. Yeah. Don't wait for the shake. That's my motto. Dave, <laughs> um, go drinking with Finns. Finns? What yes. Finns? Yeah. What are Finns? People from Finland. <laughs> oh. Or people <laughs> named Finn. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> or people named Finn. There's, there's one of those from that movie, that, that War Star movie Finn. recently. There's one of those there. Well, why Finns? They're great at drinking. They, they are really mm. good. Champions. Yeah. And um, I think you'll just have the best time if you do that. It's okay. good to have the best time. So that, that's what. What do you? But what do you get out of it? You have the best time. <laughs> <laughs> Better than a good time. <laughs> For the best time, call the Finns. <laughs> right. What about you? Song, right? Um. Uh. Be nice to the CAs, the conference associates. Like, yes. be nice. Yes. Be nice. Listen to what they say about the lines. And hey, if you actually strike up a conversation with them, you are talking to like. Lots of professional people, like really smart people in this they business. Are... Well, Grant has been a CA like a few times in the past. Nine nine years straight. Uh, several times. Jeez. Mm, so be nice to him, I guess. <laughs> really, it's just me. Just Only be nice to him. Everyone else, it's, it's a thunderdome out there. Uh, yeah, I was talking, I was, uh, went to the sit down and shut up um, lounge mm-hmm. today and I was chatting to them about their volunteers that they have with them. And they were like, oh yeah, they're all master's students from New York, uh, like game design students. Like, that, make, that makes them smarter than most of us in this room. <laughs> um, it's amazing. Grant, yeah. Epic have a lot of games on show at, at this GDC, yeah. I noticed. Uh, that seems to be a growing trend that GDC is kind of taking over from E3 as yeah. a place to demo games. Why is that? Yeah, I, I think the reason is is because... You know, the we especially for Epic, we want the developers to see the game as much as we want our fans to. And our fans are are digesting things that are put up on the internet, and they don't really care what show that's at. Um, they're getting it from the internet, right? So it doesn't matter if it was E3 or Gamescom internet or, digestion. or this internet digestion, digestive internet biscuits. Yes. They're, they're really good. So I think I think really it doesn't it doesn't matter where it's being shown, right? And and the added benefit for Epic is we are showing it off our engine at the same time, right? So you're seeing the game we're working on, you're seeing us talk about the tech and things that we've used, and at the same time you're kind of seeing, um, you know, our engine. So, it's cool. Yeah. Dave, what are you going to get out of GDC this year? Besides having a good time with the fans. Yeah. <laughs> I've done that. That was Sunday night. I'm done. I've had enough. Now he's drinking lots of water. Yeah. <laughs> you're on the water portion. Exactly. Um, we 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 come to GDC to do business. It's right. very much about meetings and people like that and, okay. and meeting people. Any strong meeting tips for people listening? Strong meeting tips. Uh, make good u- if you're if you're relatively small. If you don't have your own space, yeah. make good use of the hotel bars. 
the hotel lobby okay. bars, you know, yes. the Marriott's yeah. a great place to yeah. meet people, all those sort of places. I see people camping out at the W bar. Yeah, now, now explain like, the situation, like, you're down, kind of just chilling out, just, and then you overhear someone saying... Blah blah blah. I need some kind of engine for my game. <laughs> Let me buy you a beer. <laughs> I haven't tried that yet, uh, but I might do that. Well, later. now you have a tip. Yeah, for me. exactly. I think that's a good G- idea. Game engine pickup line. I think. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these places, like you. <laughs> you oh s- yeah, we need to talk about some game engine pickup lines <laughs> at some point. <laughs> um, I think you sit in those bars, and I mean, you'll see lots of famous people kicking around. Famous. Quite, quite famous. But for for our for our listeners, he just did air quotes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was going to say. What air would you say famous. is famous? Is it like is this Twitter account, a Twitter follow account? Is oh no, people like... who've made great games. You know, Simon's left without telling us who the famous game designer he saw. We on haven't the even plane. told anyone that Simon left. Oh, yeah, sorry, Simon left. So Simon Byron's gone, and Simon's left without telling us who the famous game designer he saw on the plane. Wearing the VR. Uh, mess- some- one of us needs to message him, so we can reveal this at the end of the show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that. Uh, anyway, so you sit in bars and hotels, mm. um, and that's your business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You business stock people in hotel yeah, bars. I guess so. business things. <laughs> no, I think I think it's just that um, it's it's very easy to well you want to you want to meet people somewhere that's nice. Right, mm-hmm. you don't want to. It's better than some places. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, I love Mel's Diner, so it's just up the road. Right, well, you can meet people there. That's exactly. another good place. Yeah. I always have a good place to meet. Mm-hmm. That's a good. Yeah, that's actually not, a good. Tip. Not dead. Good tip. across the street. No. Well, Never. now no. oh, what's you the know, uh, Chevy's? Chevy's? Is that the good other? people at Denny's. We hung out at Denny's. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so, what do you hope to get out of your meetings? Uh, we're looking for customers or we're looking for people who are already our customers we're just meeting them because we're a massive global business and you know it's good to everyone comes to GDC in San Francisco so it's a really good time to meet all of the people from all over the world that you might have just chatted to on email or Skype what about you Brian what are your hopes for the next week what do you uh, want to happen? Uh, I guess, like, uh, well, I should say it's my first GDC. Right, okay. My first time here. And, uh, oh. So fresh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess, like, I just, um, I like, I like, like, finding those moments where, like, you, you listen to a whole talk or you listen to a whole interview or you're, you're in conversation with someone and you find that point where you just hear, like, the one idea that's going to stick with you for the next five years. And I think the lucky thing about uh, doing the work I've done for Gamma is that, that that comes a lot more frequently now. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like when you're a student or when you're, like, a young, like, for when you're trying getting your first steps in the business, like, it's very hard. Sometimes you don't know how to listen for those moments, but sometimes you can just sort of sit there, hear that one thing, and then uh, for all your work for the next five years, like, that one idea is going to be somewhere in your mind. You're implying that you heard that idea. I think I did, yeah. From Tell what us what it was. What is it? Was it, did, did it happen? Did it happen? Well, this was is it drinking with things? <laughs> Don't forget to tell. It's five years. <laughs> um, well, at the VR room scale talk today, um, there was a thing about, like, just, uh, I think it was really interesting to hear, like, three, there was two or three developers, like, talking back and forth about a need, a responsibility to literally warn people about what's coming in VR. Uh, they were using talking about audio cues briefly, but just this uh, the whole talk strangely had this whole air of like, uh, oh my god, we are working with brand new technology. We are literally like messing with people's psychologies. And there was this very big back and forth. And I think I, t- I put one quote up on our own feed about it. 
but I think like the vibe I got two or three times is I was very surprised at like the c- concern and care that was baked into this talk about like room scale. This was supposed to be like a tech talk, and here's these people are talking about trying not to kill their like players. And yeah, I could I could talk Super to you forever boring. about that. Like Christian um, Nut, uh, blogs director on Gama Sutra, actually told me I think he was in the same talk. Yeah. Um, and this is a very important. This is VR best practices in games right now, mm-hmm. and it was. Don't make the monsters bigger than a small dog. Yeah, that was because right Because the if they're bigger than that, it's too scary for the player. Yeah. <laughs> Do you so, think that will progress, like, over the years? When get oh, people get used to a small dog, and then yeah. they'll be yeah. a medium-sized like, oh, dog. Medium, and then it's like, if it's larger than a deer, then <laughs> you need to if check it, yourself. If it is a deer, you get some weird, like, wild hunt things Okay, we got on. two yeah. questions left. One of them is for Bryant. Okay. What, what is the best part about working with Chris Graft? <laughs> <laughs> um, the fabulous hair. Okay. I mean, oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Obviously. Obviously. Surprising. And then. And the other one is, guys. What is it? Is it the HTC Vivo Vive? Five. 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 Okay, so we've got another three for Vive. Thank you. We're just collaborating. Since oh. Is this a poll? <laughs> is this going to be like totaled at the end? Wait. Yeah. Is yeah. it unfair? Is it unfair? Yeah. If this I is Charles Hazel, Brandon Sheffield, and. I feel like I feel like with naming conventions, it's sort of like. The community. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, If we'll we had Simon at, Carlos on here, he would say Vive because yeah, really? he was always that's talking. That's disgusting. Yeah. Well, look yeah. at, look at what the, a gross. Look at like Jeff and Jeff. Or Jeff and Gif, I should say. <laughs> right, yeah. Gross. That's that one. No one agrees on that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the Holy Wars. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming on. Yeah, thank thank you. you. Thank you. You've yeah. made our decision a whole lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. This is One Life Left live at GDC in association with Gamma Sutra. You're Anne Scantlebury. And you are Steve Curran. And this one's Chris Graft. Simon Byron has left the room. I'm Chris Graft, and is Simon back? No, he's gone. Like, he's gone forever. Okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Simon's gone, but he has texted me who the mystery person was on the flight Which... over the VR soul. Uh, who was wearing a VR full VR kit on the plane. Really? Yeah, full VR kit, including a vibrating bodysuit. He, <laughs> he also had those motion capture ping-pongs all over, for no reason. That he was just feels less off. virtual. That feels like actual reality. Anyway, anyway. Um, I can't tell you who it is. No, Secret. not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Uh, but we are joined by two, two brand new guests on our... I wanted to say sofa, but it's literally a bed, and that's how we've described it. Well, not brand new guests. I mean, like, well, right now. Oh, well, they're not brand new to the show. Not brand new to the show. Not brand new to the show. No, not brand new to the show. Repeat guests. Let's not say repeat. (laughs) Let's say veterans. (gasps) Hi, veterans. Uh, We are joined by Philippa War of Rock Paper Shotgun. Yes, hello. And we are joined by Adriel Wallet of Train Jam. There we go. And that's your main... Thing. Yeah, I mean, I do I do sort of freelance software development and game stuff, um, but the big thing that brings me to GC usually yeah. is Train Jam. I'm sorry, I mean, obviously what I mean is not... Brings brings you you yeah, I know, I guess yeah. it's... <laughs> it's not the main thing that you do ever, but, it's, but it's, it's the thing that brings you here. Yeah. Um, how was it this year? It was really good. It was really big. Uh, this was our biggest year. We had 200 people on it, which is about two-thirds of the entire train, if from my, my, my calculations. What did the other third think um, Yeah, about? they really like us. Yeah. So most, every year we have, you know, other passengers, or the muggles, as I like to say. Um, but they, like, 97% of them love us because it's sort of like either they're somewhat interested in games somehow or their grandchildren are or their brother and sister or they're like... 
somebody in their family. I'm or interested somebody. in the three percent who is like, <laughs> who yeah. are these idiots? Well, so we had. I mean, I don't want to talk about the bad part. I would love to hear about the bad part. I'll tell you about them later. But we had one. We had one person <laughs> last year who muttered under their breath a lot about the nerds on the train and how much they didn't like them. Um, but for the most part, that makes me love the nerds on the train so much more. Well, yeah, and also you're in a situation where the nerds are the majority. Yeah. They so, kind of you know what? This is a nerd revolution. I yeah. don't know. I think this person might have been cast. It sounds like they're Maybe. being a bit of a comedy villain. It's, it felt like, like it a little like, bit. But for the most part, the, the other people just sort of like us and they like talking to us and talking about games and figuring out about how games actually work, which is kind of cool. So I, just, yeah. I saw some photos from the train jam this yeah. year of people with VR headsets yeah, so, on the train. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Oculus provided us with a few headsets this year for people to make some VR games. Okay. And the so there's you know attendants that serve snacks then you know on the Amtrak trains. And there was one woman that I was talking to who was working there who just like. She was like, oh, I've always wanted to make games, and I used to take computer science classes, and it just never worked out for me. That's I'm so, so cool. excited you guys are here. And I was yeah. like, and I was, you know, we were talking about things. I was like, have you seen the VR headsets? And she's like, no. <laughs> and so her and another one of the Amtrak ladies came over, and we put them in the VR headsets. What did they and think? They loved it. The one was just screaming. She's like, I need to get one of these. How do I get one of these? And we're like, That's so cool. it's coming for sale, like, in a few weeks, this I think. Is, this is a thing that it's like, the train jam isn't, like, I mean, it's obviously, like, really cool that it's on a moving vehicle that is going for like three days but the coolest part for me like because i am train jam og yeah you were you were on your first year yeah (laughs) you were on the year where i didn't know what i was doing (laughs) yeah which was and it was still amazing um so uh it's because it's a game jam and people are creating things but there's also other people that aren't there and you don't get that with like game jams yeah it's just like people who are developers, designers, and artists, and everything else who are making the games. But with Train Jam, you got people, like, wandering around, it's just, like, it's walking around, it's like, what's going on here? Yeah. And, um, <laughs> well, because it, it, it is really cool, because, like, if you were to have a game jam and say, like, hey, this is a public game jam, people can come see it, like, you're still only going to get people who are somewhat interested in games already and are sort of self-selecting right. to see these game jams, but we're sort of just, like forcing the game development yeah. on them and they really like And you're getting like learning w- about w- women it. who are just like, oh, I used to like really be interested in programming yeah. and, they, and then the barriers are kind of broken down and they feel comfortable with talking to everyone. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. It's a really interesting environment to make a bunch of yeah, games on. I love it. We actually made more games this year than there were people on the original game. <laughs> <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that interesting? Yeah. That's my that's my favorite statistic right now yeah. about Train Jam 2016. Yeah, Pip, if Hello. you were going to organize a game jam, yes, uh, what sort of transport would it be on and why? Submarine. Oh, submarine. You've been thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> that was an instant answer. It's just always the correct <laughs> answer. Is, it would be better on a submarine. <laughs> I would have said rickshaw, but yeah. oh really? Yeah, why a rickshaw? Sure, just like personal and like the someone's in front of you pulling you along and it's kind of just got this metaphorical how would you power your computer though I don't know I guess when the battery Pedal runs power. out you're just done <laughs> so it's like a two hour game jam <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. sub jam tell me about sub jam sub jam so sub jam would basically be uh, you would have maybe you'd need a fleet I don't know how fleet big jam. submarines are in you can get a lot of people you can get a lot of people on a submarine you'd start now. small obviously like with, with one submarine yeah one maybe next year yeah but basically you'd be allowed to make a game jam about anything that you could see out of the window of your sub 
Oh, so, or, you know, like, use the sort of that as the, the Apart inspiration. Apart from uh, promoting Subjam, yeah. uh, what brings you to GDC this year? I am here on behalf of that Rock Paper Shotgun website. Paper yeah. Shotgun website. So I am uh, going to a handful of talks and doing a handful of interviews and playing hopefully more than a handful of games okay. and also eating your sandwiches. How you, how you, what sort of... Uh, uh, what sort of opinion does RPS have on the VR world? I'm actually interested to talk to developers and sort of see how they're thinking about it in terms of how many people are actually going to play these things and sort of whether it's a kind of um, a testing ground at the moment and in a few years that's when like th there will actually be a, a bigger audience because at the moment certainly uh, back home in the UK there's a lot of sort of uh, you know talking about the prices and the fact that you know you need a certain size of living room for a lot of these things and, and not having that readily available yes see <laughs> yes John Walker uh, RPS founder Mm. He's, a, he's a VR sceptic, isn't he? I think he posted a blog about it. Quite possibly. I'm not, I'm not certain about this. I'm just interested in editorial lines on uh, <laughs> RPS. Do you really believe that RPS would have a unified no, policy on anything? <laughs> but I think that's kind of interesting. Like, So, say you come home from this yeah. and you're like, VR is bullshit, right? <laughs> and I don't think you will because personally, like, I'm super into VR and really, I've really excited about everything. But if you did, a whole bunch of it actually already. But so. if you did, yeah. you came home and you were like that. Would RPS let you write whatever you wanted? Yeah, you, like, because it's all valid experience. Yeah. You'd, uh, like, obviously, I'd if I had that experience or uh, that opinion, it would be based on like real life things. It wouldn't sure. be just like for the sake of saying those things. Is Which is the is difference between us and yeah, we, yeah. we will. Say, <laughs> well, no, yeah, she has integrity. We will take. We will we'll say anything for, for money. I mean, for yeah, money like, or just for lols. <laughs> for the lols. Yeah. What does the website like like RPS get out of GDC? Which is uh, a lot of it is, and I'm asking this. Like you know, as someone who helps with GDC, and um, yeah. like, what, what do they what do they get out of it? Because a lot of the talks are you know uh, more technical and so, very nuts and boltsy type stuff. I can only really speak for myself because this is the first one that I've been to, and it's sort of the first well, one of the first like years of me being on the site. And so, the thing that I'm getting out of it is the opportunity to talk to like people that I wouldn't normally have easy access to, you know, like actually yeah. just speaking to people face to face who are based in the US or based in San Francisco or, you know, other, other bits. Um, and I, I've come out here with particular things that I, I've decided that I want to know more about on a technical level. So one of the things that I'm talking to quite a lot of people about this week is about how outside works in games. Like I want to know how you make something feel outsidey. Mm -hmm. Like and so that's describe outside it. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> a tree. Is amazing for that, yeah, isn't so it? I've, um, I interviewed Jane from uh, Capo Santa yes. about this, and I was talking to um, Forrest. Uh, I think it's Dowling from uh, the company that makes so you were the talking in the flood. Exactly, and, yeah. yeah, and uh, also the name Forrest. Yes, it's <laughs> it very, very outside. outside. Very outside. Yeah. Just like, so tell me about anything that isn't inside, you know. And and so it's actually um, 
finding out how that stuff works and the the technical not exactly trickery but the things that go on behind the scenes without you necessarily even knowing about them that I think make for a sort of just a deeper understanding of how all of these things work that's and, important for yeah. the, the, that kind of um, tack is important for um, like a, a more like because Gamma's Future like we write for game developers like that's their audience but it's good that players you know it's important for them to gain an understanding that what what goes into yeah. like games. So that's a good. Adrian, do you have any thoughts on how to make outsidey good? Mm. Mm, how to make outsidey good? I would say to make outsidey good, you should put some outsidey things into it. Uh-huh. Uh, outside of it, actually, um, because that would be more outsidey. <laughs> and probably some trees. Yeah, yeah you could license a speed tree. Very, very yeah. Put trees everywhere. Trees, <laughs> trees, trees all the places. Yeah. Mountains with trees. Mountains made out of trees. Trees on trees. Mm. Trees coming oh out gosh. of trees. Mind blown. Um, and then you are a tree. <laughs> oh. oh. What? I can't believe what I've gained about this. They're just like the best ideas. They always flip it. They flip yeah. it on you. Um, I'd buy it. It's the Oculus Rift. Yes. And it's PlayStation VR. And it's HTC Vive. Interesting. Mm, interesting. How many Vives have you had? Uh, we've got. We've. This. Uh, oh, here, here. Have you had any Vives? Why? Why are you? We had a Vive, but we said no. No. This is binary. <laughs> we yes. actually have had two Vives. Yeah. <laughs> they are Thank wrong. You. But we yeah. said get straight out. Thank you so much, guys, for chatting to us. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Yay. Yeah. So we're coming to the end of the show now. I think we've got two more sets of guests. We are One Life Left. We're recording with Garma Sutra live at GDC 2016. The sun has fully gone down. Like, literally, there's no more sun. Now, you were saying before that the sun set. Uh-huh. I think that was a little premature. No, it was Simon who said the sun yeah. set. Oh, I'm sorry. And he's gone I mean, this Yeah, I mean, I think we can all agree. No more sun. Sun is, Ain't is, no sun happening <laughs> until sunrise now. Zero Alcatraz, uh, but we do have two more guests on our bed. Yes, we mm-hmm. do. Elena and Eduardo, right? Yes. We only met a second ago. We Elena, did. Elena and I have been, well, I'm not going to say friends, uh, but mm. we've certainly been, yeah, we've Frenemies. had rivals, nemeses for, uh, you know, since old times, because... Alina is one of our premier Marioki singers. Uh, now, yes. veteran listeners to One Life Left will know that Marioki is an event that we host where we sing pop songs, but with the lyrics rewritten to be about video games. And that sounds like a terrible idea. In fact, no, it's Simon's. It, yeah. it sounds like a terrible idea. Sounds like a terrible idea. We thought it was a terrible idea. It turns out it's brilliant. It's and amazing. It's absolutely excellent. And we We're just can't stop. Throwing a mariochi party on Thursday is absolutely 100% sold out. Who bought the first ticket? Chris Graft, editor-in-chief, GamaSutra.com. And the last ticket went to Alina, because she is a veteran Mario Oh my Palmer. goodness, this yeah. is I like feel very, very honoured. The Alpha and the Omega yeah. here tonight. Uh, what, uh, what else, apart from Mario brings you to GDC this year? Um, so I work for a game incubator called Dutch Game Garden. Uh, so I basically get to support indie game developers all the time. Uh, and I'm here to connect more with the industry, do some networking, and also uh, support Dutch developers. How do you network? 
How do you network? How, I mean, how do you network, but also how do you network? <laughs> like, both you, sir. Like, how, how do you network? Work? Yeah, you know? So I saw that you wrote a very, very good piece for, well, on Gama Sutra, a very, very good blog about how, you know, here's how you should behave at GDC. Thank it's, you. I thought it was excellent. Um, but networking, I think, is a thing that people find very, very difficult. There's a pressure that you come to this conference where the whole games industry is, and you could meet anyone, but also, how do you do that? You just... You know, got I mean, go- Chris never stops talking to people. He's literally no, said earlier, you like, you don't just stop talking to them in the queue for the bathroom. You keep talking to them whilst they're doing their stuff. Yeah, doing their stuff. While You're saying, like, hey, supper. <laughs> What's up, my friend? Yeah, yeah. What would yeah. you recommend? How do you how do you network? Um. Yep. Yeah, well, if you really don't know anyone at a party, you just. Like join some group awkwardly uh-huh. and just start talking. I mean, what? Usually, I, I start to play some games and try to connect with the developer, uh-huh. and uh, and from there I, I sort of. Do you have an open question? Um. There you go. No, What's no, your no, I just I just bl- basically just blurt out whatever yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good. Tag. That's a good one. Blurt yeah. is good. Blurt is like, like we've been yeah. blurting for two yeah. hours now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Is good. Even when I, a room yeah. full of people I know, blurt, 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 blurt. But yeah, actually, most of the people blurt. I meet are like through people I already know. So yeah. you know, but that's such a good idea though. Tag like, along with people. There are so many developers who are showing their games here, and that's such an uh, a, such a good and interesting way to meet people. Go play their game with them for a bit, chat to them about their game, and get to know them as a creator and... As a person, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a start. Yeah. yeah, but then obviously at parties you just blurt. Yeah, well, well yeah, but that's basically what Steve and I were doing when we first met. We just blurted blurt. out, why did you not go to my talk? <laughs> <laughs> really? And then that we got like into a, a fight. Like a, yeah, that sounds like a Steve interaction. It's yeah. a, uh, she was too busy. <laughs> <laughs> reasonable that's reasonable. starts out like give somebody a guilt trip <laughs> yeah. and then you become no, exactly it was friends. exactly like that we got into this sort of fights and then mm-hmm. we sort of hang out together now you and that. I network because like train jam right it's because like when you trap people in the train on a vehicle yeah. then you gotta either either you gotta get along or kill each and other and I, I needed some like, sauros I was gonna say cannibalize each <laughs> like, other no, but poor, yeah. like Poirot is classic, you know, if you're on a moving vehicle together, you're either going to get on or you're going to get done. Well, so yes. so the thing is, and this may be a nice link, I needed sound for my game at the train jam. <laughs> yeah. And, well, Chris was was so I was a good, nice to was, yeah, provide a, the sound. Yeah, no, wait, is this to. when you were a zombie? No, he was, was suffocating. No. Was oh, you were suffocating. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I was... I was I'm suffocating. I feel face. like I heard, I heard a bit about you like having to go into rooms and make very odd noises. Yeah, which is pretty par for the course. Yeah, like in okay. general. Yeah, fine. But yeah, I didn't have to scream. Anyway, uh, so yes. what are you up to? <laughs> what am I up to? I guess I am also just hanging out. Uh, this is well, yeah. Wait, like if, I feel like if you switch out hanging out for networking, people will take you a lot more seriously business-wise. Yeah, I'm just ne- I'm I'm out tonight networking instead of oh, I'm out tonight drinking. Like I'm out tonight hanging out with some friends. If you say networking, it's it's much more much legit. more serious. Yeah, but sometimes you don't want to be that serious. Oh, okay. Sometimes like the way to sneak in the network is to pretend you're not doing it at all. So oh, it's, nice. it's it's like a, it's a strategy 
that has worked for me so far. There was something far, about the, the way you delivered that that sounded quite philosophical. Oh, like right. the, you know, he's in, he's in the network. He yeah, just did nice. exactly what he just described. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> he really liked it, and now he's on this podcast. He's, oh I did. I completely nobody, snuck in Nobody here. knows who he is. You have socially yeah. engineered your way into the podcast. Yeah. What yeah. is your end game here? What are you? Uh, <laughs> what are you well, actually, my end game. I don't. I, it may sound kind of like anticlimactic, right? Yeah. But it is to meet people. So, I, I mean, I, I met you three, right? Yeah, yeah. That's so a very low stand. Like, what if we were to tell you, we are, we are of no use to you at all. Yeah, but... Zero use. You met us, but you're not networking right no, now. But this no, is no, no, no. But you are, you are. Because, I don't know, next time I'll run into you in the hall or something, mm-hmm. and you will be next to somebody who at, at some point will be useful. Let me explain. We'll be something. next to each other in the hall. We will be. We never We are embodied we together. And I <laughs> include you in this. I include you both in this. Now we are embodied in a constant downward spiral. Yeah. And okay. now you are so part sorry. of that, and there is no way of getting yes. out of that. Right, sorry, so you have networked. You've yeah, networked, right. but you've networked in the wrong direction. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that has never happened to me before. Well, yeah. Yeah. well, yeah, you welcome. Person. Welcome. Yes, the first thing for everything, right? Yeah. Sorry. So, yeah. <laughs> you do uh, you do audio for video games. Yes. Right? Yes. Which, uh, uh, which video games? So I've had the pleasure of working for games like Stanley Parable, which would be like the most Famous one, I guess. That's so good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's now you're networking. Yeah, yeah. 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 you are dropping. Now I'm yeah, yeah. with it's you. Like this, I snuck in that one. You see, you were not expecting that. <laughs> no. Yeah. But anyways, the point is, yeah, Stanley Parable, Apotheon is uh, another yeah, one. Yeah. Um, Neverending Nightmares is another one. I'm currently working on games like uh, Miegakure, which is kind of like mm-hmm. a local San Francisco game oh. here. Gorogoa. Yeah. Okay. Now. This is bullcrap. It's because it? he's acting like, oh, I'm just like, he's just rattling off all these games that like I own or it's played. Like, well, Charles Cecil at the start. I like, don't know what your end game is, but he's got something. Mm. He's, got, <laughs> he's got some kind of secret end Charles game. Cecil, the first guest of the show, he's like, oh, I'm so pleased to be here. Oh, you know, it's so kind of you to <laughs> let us on the show. By the way, I'm Sir Charles Cecil. Knighted. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and now we've reached the same situation. We are just pawns. Yeah, in, in someone else's <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow, I had never yeah. seen it like that. Yeah, Why are you trying you. to position us? What are you. What, what? Yeah. We don't <laughs> mind. We accept now that we are not as smart or as capable as you. But no. we ulterior like motive. <laughs> what your motive This is all improvisation, so okay. it's just like. <laughs> just, well, actually, that is kind of like a theme of this GDC. Because this being like the fourth one, uh-huh. I feel a lot less pressure to kind of like put myself yeah. in situations. Yeah. So I'm just completely going with the flow, so and that brought me here. To there's that. definitely like a yeah. thing of, so actually there is definitely a thing of like not networking, but hanging out, trying go where the fun happens, yes, and that's yes, those yes. tend to be like the fun happens where people that you might like or yeah. enjoy spending time yeah, with yeah. will be. So if you follow that, then you will end up being in places with people yeah. that you like and can talk to creatively, yeah. and you can talk to them about. Work and stuff and like people that. will enjoy talking to you because you're being genuine. You're yes. like, uh, yeah, you don't come up as, as a business. You come up as, as, as a person, you know, uh, who has yeah. likes and talents and whatever, and you sh- start sharing that. I guess. So networking tips: don't network. Don't network. Hang out. Hang out. <laughs> Try to make friends, not enemies. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. That I will take that. I, I yeah. did it wrong all these years. <laughs> one, one uh, and we do have one more question for you guys, hmm. uh, Chris. What's? I mean, we're running. We're running like a casual poll here. I would say it's casual. Okay, you know, virtual reality. Yeah. And um, is it the HTC vibe? Or, or like, how wait, what are we talking about? Is it? Is say it, is it, it. Just say it. So you say like it's the Oculus Rift. It's like the when you're talking casually about the HTC. HTC how do you say? Okay. The VR. Oh, the Steam VR. Well, I guess. No. Elena, that was a wit- there's, terrible there's way to say it. Too much of these things. Listen, we will listen. <laughs> listen to me. So, it's been a hard night for everybody. But you know you've had fun. You know you've had fun and you wake up the next morning, right? And everything is dizzy. There are flashbacks and single beat moments where you recall bad things and good things and brilliance. And then you spin over in your bed and on the pillow next to you is a headset and some lighthouses. And you recognise it. It's HTC. It's HTC something. And you can't recall... You can't recall, and then it comes to you. It's called the HTC... Five? There we go. Welcome back to One Life Left Live at GDC 2016. It's been a full show. It's been our longest GDC show ever. It's been our longest GDC ever. (laughs) It has, so far. So far, and we're only on day one. And it's only Monday. (laughs) It's only Monday. And Eduardo, Eduardo <laughs> just called me Kevin. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. At he least. was good at networking, though, wasn't yeah. he? He was, he was really good because you will never forget him. Because I'll never forget to him. him, you will always be <laughs> Kevin. And now, to yourself, Kevin. you will always be Kevin. I'm Kevin Graf. What a smile mm. on yeah. that man! A great what a smile. smile on Kevin or Eduardo. Eduardo, <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Smile is yeah, seven out of ten. Bonus guests. Bonus, bonus guests. guests. Bonus guests. Hello, so we in the bonus round. Guests, uh, Shahid and Alex. Please welcome to One Life Left. It's your first time on the show. It is ever. I can't no. believe that. I mean, it's I can. Unbelievable. Thank you. As a Thank fact, you. we've been doing this. I for feel like it's a total imposter. Why am I on the show? Never. Do you have imposter syndrome right now? Do that you? is a big issue right now. Well, do I have imposter syndrome? Or do you have, like, right now, as you're sitting here, no. do you feel like somebody else no. should actually be here? No, no. On no this, this bed. is your time. Your time to shine. Tell us everything about you. Um, <laughs> when were you born? I was born half a century ago. And how was it? It was very different. It yeah. was very cold. There was yeah. lots of fog. Yeah. Um, the buses were really weird. Yeah. Wait a minute. Is this from memory? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. So, one of the themes of the uh, last two hours has been we've been talking to a lot of the guests. Uh, The guests that we've had on the show today are people who we've had over the last few GDCs. People uh, who aren't imposters. Friends of the show. People who have been on uh, One Life Life the previous GDCs and we've watched their careers change. And that's been super, super interesting. For example, Matt Bott, when we met him first, he was creative director at Harmonix. Now he's teaching at NYU. He's uh, Asprof. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gee, this is your very, very first One Life Left. But your life has undergone a big change in the last <gasps> year, hasn't it? Huge change. Huge What's change. Happened? What's happened? Well, I left PlayStation in December to go indie, as they say. And um, I didn't get scared. I mean, I thought about it for quite a few years. Hmm. I mean, I wanted to go back to making video games for a quarter of a century. 
I felt bad about leaving it in the first place, but I had no choice. It became absolutely impossible for a single person to make a game starting from the early 90s. And I didn't want to be making games in a team for, um, dare I say it, consoles. Because that's what you had at the time. You, know, you had consoles that were effectively toys, you had cartridges and um, rigorous QA and slops and oh, it's just, it's just utterly horrible to try and do that as even a very small team. So the industry found itself bolstering itself up in that time and I worked within those constraints. So I guess I had to go through that. Now the last few years at PlayStation were a bit unexpected in a very, very nice way. But yeah, going into I mean, I think. Well, you spent you spent your last few years talking to indies, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and and signing them to PlayStation, yes. bringing them on board. Yes. But now you've made a huge change, and right. you've gone over to the other side. Yeah. I mean, do you think it's weird? I don't think it's weird, but I think I, it is. It is exciting. I think it's totally weird. It's totally weird. <laughs> <laughs> In a good way, though. Like, what's it been like to make the transition? <clears throat> Liberating, exciting. Um, a little bit nerve-wracking because I think, well, you know, I invested ten years in PlayStation, and those ten years were the culmination of, I don't know, thirty years in the industry plus. So this is my thirty-fourth year in the industry, and I thought I'd got to a point where it was very hard to do any better than I was doing and have a better position and have a better gig. It was, you know, I described it many times as the best job you could have. It's like, you know. Um, a candy store, as we say out here, and I got to buy all the sweets that I ever wanted to buy, you know, including really big sweets like No Man's Sky and and so on. So it was really, for, for me, the biggest issue was not so much, do I want to make games again? I always wanted to make games again. The big issue for me was, am I going to feel bad if I walk out of the greatest gig I've ever had in my life? And so far, I don't feel bad. You know, I've never... Um, lost touch with my friends at PlayStation. I still consider them all friends and so on. I left on really great terms. Yeah, I remember on the uh, uh, on Train Jam, like, Train Jam is always going to be coming out. <laughs> but but you were on you were on the the original Train Jam with yeah, me, yeah. Yeah. and I remember, and that was yeah. like you're still with PlayStation. Yeah. But uh, you still really had you were so focused and like had this enthusiasm for just like sitting down and I remember you saying that you could like you, you just felt like you had like freedom just to be there and just like make a game on your own you're not talking about like biz dev you're you're just there for because um, you want to make something it's wonderful it's a complete polar opposite to life as it is for me today and back then when I was working at PlayStation you feel like you're connected and at the service of absolutely everything else both inside a large corporation and in the development community and now I feel like there's this computer in front of me and I'm in charge of all the code that goes into this machine and that's it and nothing outside of that exists and that's incredible that's the bit that's liberating it's not that I hated the other stuff it's just it means I don't have to think about all of this other stuff now I can contain the model of something that I want to make I was surprised that somebody from PlayStation who is like pretty public facing um, is somebody who's signing the deals and things like that that someone like that was even on the on the train jam just like well that's good. and then it just was interesting because you think of like you know 
the corporate side of it, you know. Is he allowed to get out of his cage? <laughs> get on this train for three days? Hey, I took a holiday. I came on my own dime. Uh-huh. Train yeah. Jam. So, you know, it wasn't even sanctioned did by the find, company. Did you find, like, the train jam inspiring? Yeah. yeah. God, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And when you were, uh, when you were picking up games for PlayStation, were, were you looking at them and going... I think I could make that or <laughs> I wish I could make that or like did you find inspiration there is that is that something that inspired you to leave and go and do your own thing I couldn't make any of the games that I signed um, I've got a long way to go but what I did get inspiration from were the developers that I worked with because they had that same energy and spark that I had mm-hmm. back in the early 80s and I recognised that and the people who had it shining the brightest thought they need to be on PlayStation that needs to be, yeah. anyone who had a bit of that old mentality mm-hmm. um, that I'm talking about the 90s 2000s and so on where it was all about a deal and this corporate bullshit I'm allowed to say bullshit sure. you, can, you um, can say bullshit or bullcrap bullcrap <laughs> bullcrap okay um, you thought maybe they're not quite right maybe they haven't got themselves sorted out they haven't thought this through really but people who had that fresh excitement and just couldn't stop talking about their stuff that was the stuff that, for me, was the right stuff. And I wanted to be in that position again. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I work with Kevin at Kama Sutra, and like, one of the things we like to ask everyone <laughs> at GDC is like, what they get out of the show. But you must have a much, a much more interesting viewpoint, because uh, I assume this is your first GDC in a long time, not being a PlayStation, right? Right. So what's it like? like what, what value does the show have to you now? It must be a much different experience to be an indie developer as opposed to an exec. Hey, yesterday I wasn't coming to GDC. Yeah? I what? actually only decided to come at 5pm. Got my phone out. There were flights available on air miles. And I was thinking, I had a chat with my wife. I said, look, I know this sounds insane. You're going to think I'm absolutely bonkers. But... I'm going to feel bad if I'm not there. I'm going to regret not being there. Now, was this after the invitation from Anne yeah, to be like, on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> this is bonkers, but there's a podcast. Like, i got to get on This is the pull. This is the pull. I yeah. couldn't possibly comment. <laughs> but yeah, five o'clock yesterday, I thought, okay, I'm going to regret it if I don't turn up. I love this. I love the show. I love the people. I love the industry. This is it. This is the heart of it. So what are you doing here? Are you seeing things? Know. Are you talking to people? <laughs> you, I mean, you know, should we make your schedule for you? Like, go and see some things. I, I, I am seeing some things. Good. I've already seen a few people, which yeah. is wonderful. And uh, tomorrow I'll be seeing a few more people, and then I'll be heading off. Then Alex, how many people tomorrow. have you seen? Not enough. Not enough? Yeah. I would think by now it's late Monday. I've just had my gotten face. your fill of people. I've just had my face in VR the whole time. Oh so, yeah. yeah. So Alex and Only I actually people. Alex Alex and I did a little duo uh, really? at Oculus, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he really likes um, this Ubisoft game called Eagle Flight. Oh, and this is the one that nearly made you. you this is the one that kind of turned my my stomach upside down. And I'm a big believer in VR. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a lot of fun in VR. That game made me a little little barfy, but yeah. Alex kept on kind of looking like it with a forlorn, uh, you know, like. Just, I want to. I want to be an eagle again. I, I wish there was a good story here, but yeah, just uh, that's the end of the story. Uh, uh, eagle flight is is a game that makes me a little barfy too, but I just always want to be. A I have a question about uh, yeah. demoing or, or being demoed games mm-hmm. in VR because uh, I am. I, I really, really want to make a, a VR video game. You know, I'm, I'm obsessed with making a Vive cricket game. Vive or Vive. 
cricket game. We don't know. I don't want to influence. Right. Really want to do that. You however, however, uh, from the work that I've done on Vive and, and other VR projects in the yeah. past, I've noticed a problem with demoing it to people, and that is eyeball sweat. Mm, There's an issue. So this is you mean, oh, I'm also, it's, it's called crying. No, it's My eyeballs are sweating from this movie. <laughs> this is something Steve said to me the other day. I was like, oh yeah, I've got some like games I'm going to see, one, like a mm-hmm. couple of them are VR. And he was like, make sure they wipe the, the wipe them down because there's one thing about getting someone else's hand sweat on you but there's something else about getting, getting someone's eyeball sweat on you and I was like that's yeah. true have you, have you noticed that when you try on a headset after someone else has used it and lenses like, are a bit bulky <laughs> so I have and actually I, I've noticed here's a weird uh, fact a fun tip like uh, in the US they seem to be much foggier as though some, really? maybe in the US oh. Americans eyes <laughs> Just I mean, you just w- you just yeah. want to cry. In <laughs> Europe, we're like we cry all the time, and here you're like any excuse, right. any excuse. So, uh, quickly, a uh, couple of tips for um, sorry, a couple of last questions. Tips for GDC generally for people attending. Uh, well, watch out for PlayStation VR event tomorrow. Okay, okay. that's the first tip. You never stop working. Never stop. Well, I don't work for PlayStation anymore. I know, but, but I mean, but they still let you know what they're gonna do. They, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. it's gonna be good. They've um, got an eyeball sweat. Oh wait, they do let you know what they're gonna do. Uh, I can't tell you, possibly. Oh my yeah, gosh! No, I mean, this isn't going out. We're not gonna. We're not gonna tell anybody. I signed loads of the games that are gonna be coming out. They're gonna be amazing. So. Did you sign Thumper? No. Very excited about Thumper on PlayStation VR. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the guys over here yeah. signed that. They signed some great. Did stuff. you happen to sign the one where you're a dolphin a cheating on oh. another dolphin in a classroom? <gasps> Most of the ones that I signed haven't been announced yet. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Yeah. The really good stuff. That's no, no, no. I mean, dolphin cheating on dolphin for good. me is the good <laughs> stuff. That is scandalous. <laughs> we are. <laughs> I just, yeah. I just Alex, tips for GDC? My one tip, should you be a GDC or any other game event in the next year or two, is to and make sure that your VR demo assistant wipes the lens. <laughs> Get rid of that eyeball sweat. And I, finally, HTC, complete the sentence. HTC, it's not a sentence. Oh, no, no, the sentence yeah. is, Wait. oh, me, I'm really looking forward to seeing some games on the HTC... Isn't that a game by Terry Kavanaugh? How do you pronounce it? Right. But how do we pronounce it? Well, I call it a Vive. I know. Yeah. I'll go with that. Yeah. Vive. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hello and welcome back to One Life Left at GDC 2016. This is GDC... VRDC VRDC Um, It's going quite well isn't it I think that we should be very very proud of this being our first Generally like with everything It takes anyone time to get into their stride This is our first first show We've got five to do Game developers they will make smaller games Before they make their big I'm thinking you're you're proud or ashamed. I'm proud of what proud. we've achieved today. Proud, Kevin. Okay. <laughs> and Kevin. It's, yeah, you know we've we've even sort of developed some some sort of themes, haven't we? We've, oh we're, yeah. We're we're testing the pronunciation of various words, which mm-hmm. is nice. We are yeah. 
there's also the whole hidden object game. Hidden yeah, object game, which, which we've yet to find. Martin has, has said she will text me the there, hidden objects. There is uh, a developer that we're going to reveal the name of at the end of mm-hmm. the show who yeah. wore VR on the That's flight. That's true, we are going here. to do that. And, and we have had excellent. We've had tons and tons of excellent guests today. Tons. More than we've ever had yeah. on the radio. Tons, because we've been weighing them. Just, yeah. We wouldn't do that. We wouldn't do that. We wouldn't do we that. Wouldn't do that. Like, we wouldn't our point is that our guests are so much better than the host. Don't weigh guests. Pound for pound, this is the oh best. Yes, pound for pound. Pound for pound. Pound for pound. This is the best one life left at GDC with Gamma yeah. Sutra ever, and it's only going to get better right now because we are joined by three people on the bench: Luna, Katarina, and Mariana. Now, we're obviously very, very lucky to have you all here. So, thank you very much for joining us. We've also been building up to this moment, right? Because you're the last guests of today. And we should explain, just to frame this discussion, that one of you was the woman that Charles Cecil, or Cecile, uh, was talking to right at the start of the show. Oh, really? I oh didn't my know gosh. That's how we bracket this. Yes. We design the podcast. Hello, and welcome to professional broadcasting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who was that? Who, who was Charles talking to? We have a hand raised. That was me. That was you. You were just trying to get to the booze. Well, uh, the thing is, I should let you know beforehand that he has not tried to influence my response to this anticipated question in any way. Uh, and in fact, it was a genuine discussion about world finance, which I'm incredibly passionate about. Uh, but, you know, being Norwegian, uh, we just ended up, for some reason, talking about oil. Of course. And that's all it takes with us. And yeah. it's the only thing that we can talk about besides uh, skiing. Okay. Wait, but, but wait, wait, wait a second. Rewind. All right, now, I grew up in northern Indiana. Uh, and interesting. So, like, being Norwegian, we ended up talking about oil. Mm-hmm. I'm not a worldly man. That <laughs> makes no sense to me. Well, it's the... Uh, so, Norway is known as being a fairly rich country because we discovered oil. Did you discover uh, it, or did you...? Well, we found oil uh, in our waters, in our oceans, and since then, we have just profited massively off of that. That's why I live in Texas but now, actually, because we have... Actually, though, I, I don't want to go too much into it, but it's actually quite interesting because not only did we discover oil, we discovered that England had discovered something in our waters. Mm-hmm. And the whole nation went together and made some pretty innovative stuff, uh-huh. just like the gaming industry is doing now. And really? In Norway? Yeah. To find and discover the oil, and we actually made, we were the first to ever make the platforms out on the sea, really? for instance. And that's one of the reasons we did so well. So we you could have just given it over to so Britain. So, so like, like, but like Britain didn't really know what they were doing, and then they knew that there you was figured it out just like the game industry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying what what is it being said here is that Norway is very good at discovering new platforms. And we're <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God>. What? <laughs> shut, shut the podcast <laughs> down. It's shut it down. Done. It's over. Yeah. yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Was it. lovely to be here. Yeah. Yeah. So, so on behalf yeah. of Collective, can I can I quote you on that? Hundred percent. Please yes and thank you. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it, 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 like all the people, instead of going separately and trying to. Uh, exploit this we all went together and the government was like we need to help everyone do this and we actually did pretty well um, does that that's a true story does that translate to games like I is there a translation can like can you 
tell us more about that and make that a real thing that we can talk about? Because <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yes, it is. I mean, right now also, you know, I have all these small things. Like in Norway, our industry is really, really tiny and really young. But at the same time, when we have this socialist system, it actually does help us not worry so much. Uh, and we go together and we're like, hey, I just want to do this thing. And I think the same thing with the games industry now. We've never been taken seriously, but our industry is probably just like 10, 15 years old. Uh, and the government has been kind of making fun of us, like almost literally, uh, for, for, for 10, 14 years. But now that they're doing badly with the oil and we've kind of gotten more and more noisy, and they realize like, oh, there's money in this stuff. And in our, um, uh, what is it called? County? In our county, uh-huh. they've actually made it one of the six industries that they've seen will actually help our county. Well, there's money in Denthar Games, that's so what they would gonna, say. They're going to invest in it because it's the new export industry. What are the mm-hmm. other five industries? Hamsters. Hamsters? Hamsters? Please tell me that's true. Yeah, it's <laughs> a big thing oh, no. in the world. No, it's, it's, they're it's, selling it's, sperm. And mass. Uh, actually, biotechnology yeah. and yeah. travel. Selling or buying biotech- sperm? Oh, okay. selling. And woods. Selling? From so. like oxes. But there's like a sperm economy. Should I buy or sell? You should totally oh. buy. Yeah. Um, so always tell if you have something to sell. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. uh, you mentioned the Hummer Game Collective. Can yes. you tell me a little bit about that, one of you? <laughs> tell me. Okay, yeah, I will tell you everything. Um, it's a collective of game studios. We're eight studios now, um, based in the town of Hammar in Norway. 20,000 people in England. Closer to 30, I think, but yeah, um, it's uh, a big community for such a small city, which is amazing. Uh, we have a local uh, university college that also teaches games stuff, so a lot of interesting things come out of there, and they come to the collective, and then we all make games. And have how fun. does how does the collective he- help a sort of game community? Well, we offer like a place to be and an actual community, like because when you're straight out of school and you have no idea what you're doing at all like all of us who's in the collective or at least you guys <laughs> uh, have um, uh, they've already like started a business and run it for several years which is well done <laughs> uh, so they can help out the younglings or the newcomers so can you give me an example of a game that uh, we might have heard of that's associated with the game collective uh, well, there's. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe there might be a representative here. You yeah, don't have to mention our game. Be, but, uh, uh, well, there's this super cool uh, local co-op game called Shadow Puppeteer. Shadow Puppeteer. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about Shadow Puppeteer. So, Shadow Puppeteer is a local co-op adventure where you take on the role of a boy and his shadow, and you go after the Shadow Puppeteer. And it was recently released on the Wii U. Right, okay. It's exciting. It must have been exciting to develop for a Nintendo platform. Very. And what was interesting when we first released, because we released for PC first, mm-hmm. and we, we were so focused on releasing the game that we hadn't even thought of what would happen after we released the game. But then another company of the collective, Crowbite Studio, who made uh, Among the Sleep, mm-hmm. they were actually standing there with the champagne and, and Rune had made us cake, and we were like... Oh my god, thank you, because we'd been so stressing, you know, we probably would have just plummeted and fallen into some kind of weird after-release depression, mm-hmm. but they were there with 
you know, champagne and cake. So collectives are supportive and... It actually made us really focus and realise, like, yeah, this is a good thing, we've released something, it's amazing. (laughs) It is generally a good thing to finish things. (laughs) Yeah. Otherwise they go on forever and that can be quite harrowing. But that's hard, like, I think that the end of development is really, really hard. The end of any project is very hard to find, like, that moment of uh, elation and release of, of the release, like... Yeah, it's really, it's really hard. So it's not just GDC, it's VRDC. And with that in mind, we have one final important question to ask you all. Mm-hmm. Uh, can, like, can you complete this sentence? Oh my goodness. I'm just going to have the best day today. All I'm going to do today is I'm going to get my VR headset and I'm going to put it on and play all of these great games. I can't wait to get my HTC... It's a really long sentence. Oh. <laughs> 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 it's a really long sentence, but... H- HTC Vive. Okay, yeah, uh, yes. That, okay, good. And it, uh, We're I'm really looking forward to getting my HTC... Viva! Viva! <laughs> okay, I'm really looking forward to getting my HTC... Would, would you genuinely call it the Viva? If I can. But I can cannot keep a straight face while saying it. Yeah, I would also say Vive. 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 Vive, uh, Vive, and Viva. I was so close to accepting her Viva because we did have two other people and we just said no. But you seem quite genuine yeah, about very it. <laughs> if you would have kept on pushing for she it. She does that though. The, yeah, but we do. She's we dangerous had, that way. We have had some excellent Vive puns around the office, haven't we? Oh, Especially when we got the second one and we had the Vibes. <laughs> like, are we bringing the Vibes? <laughs> the Weaves. I think you mean, I think you mean the Weaves. Well, I was Googling, like, I was trying to hashtag HTC Vive because I was so happy when I finally tried it and I tried to Google it and I didn't get Well, <laughs> wait a second. What, it was what are you talking Spanish. about? It was all Spanish, nothing about HTC. <laughs> and I was like, okay, neither. Okay, Hi. I think that that concludes our final interview of our first show at GDC 2016. I think it's gone well, hasn't it, Chris? Yes, it's gone, like, way better than I thought it would It's certainly gone on longer than I expected. Uh, It was good. It's because we had so many interesting guests. Like, what other choices did we even have? Exactly. Just keep going whilst all the good people are around, which means we're never going to stop this GDC because there are so many good people around. We have such good shows planned for the next uh, four days. Like, amazing lineup on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So we hope you'll continue listening uh, to the show for the next few days. We are One Life Left. Who are you? I'm Chris Graft, Editor-in-Chief of Gamasutra.com. We are in association with you, and we are proud to be that. I am associated, and maybe even affiliated. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think we're affiliated. Just associated. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to this. Uh, We will be bringing you more from the show throughout the week, um, and we hope to bring you some very good stuff, including the results of our V-Vibe competition and also Steve who was the developer who was the developer it was wait wait like what is the situation again Simon I've got to go see you all later goodbye